Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Um, tonight we're talking about the constrictor ban. Um, I don't know where to start with this one. There's a lot of thoughts and uh, different things. So uh, 
I guess I don't even know where we stand all on this issue. We have uh, uh, Zach Baez uh, who's joining us tonight, and I don't know. I guess it uh, maybe we'll get passionate well, at times, and <laughs> we, we will see. I mean, what, what I've what I've decided is that um, <clears throat> I'm selling all my snakes, and I'm now starting to breed kittens. <laughs> The only way to stay ahead of the curve is to now move yeah. out of reptile into mammal. So. so for those who don't know, um, or maybe for people that don't follow what has happened. under a rock with your fingers <laughs> in your ears, let us now tell you what happened last week. So. Yeah, this past Friday, um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife uh, added the reticulated python and uh, the remaining species of anaconda to the Lacey Act. And basically what that means is, is that you can still keep these animals, you can still breed these animals, but you cannot transport them across state lines. There's also um, no importation into the country, correct? Correct. Um, okay. I did see though. No, you you can still export the animals. However, yeah. I think the stipulation is is that if so, if you put the animal on a plane, it cannot cross state lines. So it has to be leaving the country. So meaning, yeah, it plane, could. Yeah, if it would right. leave out of Florida, it can't yeah, go to, to it Atlanta. Somewhere else. Okay. Right. All right, so if you're exporting out of the country, you can do that. So, um, it, it, and and of course, after the ruling is when we start seeing people who own these animals. Uh, a lot of them are selling like crazy. A lot of them are holding on to them, and you know, a lot of them are just saying, "Well, nothing really changes. I know what I can and cannot do now." And of course, other people are saying that they're waiting for. Uh, the next step to, before they start trying to sell their animals. So I applaud the guys who are um, sticking in there and uh, who are refusing to just cut, run, you know, drop all their animals, get them all out, and do all that stuff. They, you know, they, these are living things. You know, you can't just huck them around. So I, I like those guys. Well, I guess the yeah, I guess the irony is is that you know they're they're <laughs> they're passing this law. And um, I think it's 30 days, so um, it's uh, April. Shit, April 9th, maybe. I'm not. I'm not 100. Yeah. So it was 30 days I, from actually, Monday. Is, I think is when actually. Yeah. It is. It is 30 days because um, that's when the booster ends. So I know exactly the last 30 days. So, but we'll get to oh. that later. <laughs> so, oh, we may have picked the wrong time for that. But anyway. <laughs> the same day the Python ban finalizes. Anyway, but oh man, I think I think the first thing that I would say, and I don't agree with this or not, but I'll, I'll let you guys comment. Um, mm. I think the debate about the actual keeping and breeding of large constrictors mm. at. Uh, that's a discussion that needs to be had. Um, mm -hmm. That's something that um, oh, that maybe put a spotlight on. Um, maybe something that necessarily 
didn't need the spotlight on. I'm going to go on record and say my personal belief is I think that large constrictors like that should have had a permit system in place, not necessarily by the government, but I think that we as the reptile nation, community, whatever you want to call it, should have worked with the government uh, or U.S. Fish and Wild, whoever it would be. I don't even know who you would work with with that. Um, Probably to, the, it, well, in our state, it would be the Boat Commission because that's who kind well, of regulates us. Okay. So I'll just say that's government, right? Yeah. Uh, and come up with, you know, I mean, Florida has it in place. You know, I, I don't know. Right. I, I just don't think that a large constrictor is – uh, something that everybody should own. That being said, I, uh, I feel a little bit hypocritical when I say that because I have pythons that can grow, what, maybe eight to ten feet. Is that is that too large? Right. Like, where, you know, I, 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 I get it. You still have Barnex, right? So that's over ten. No, I don't have Barnex anymore. Nah, never mind. Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> the. I, I can agree, and I can also say that it is kind of hypocritical. And but but I have seen the other end of it, where um, people don't know how to keep the large guys safely or properly. And I understand this is just a small um, percentage of the keepers, but you know that it's kind of like these animals are no joke. And I never that's kind of why I never got into them is I never trusted myself with them. Also, you know, dealing with the retic, we had a, uh, at the zoo, we had a 16-footer at the zoo, and she was a monster. And, you know, that was one of those things where you had to go in there with uh, a riot shield because she came flying at you the second you opened the door, which was just fun. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I think that they're all individual animals, um, similar to what you would see in any species of python or reptile or snake. I mean, I've seen guys that handle them and are, you know, super tame. I think, I think my issue is is the spacing for the animal. Mm. You know, like the caging and the space required. Yeah. Yeah, to keep that. The fact that you could let your guard down with an animal. I think that's the problem, right? I mean, if you have yeah. an animal like that, you let your guard down. If you let your guard down with a ball python or a carpet, <laughs> it nibbles you. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and of course, it's the same way for venomous breeders. I mean, if you let your guard down, you're dead. So I can understand that there are people who do this properly and have the cages and have the animals and know what they're doing and have retics that are puppy dog tame and stuff like that. I, I just, you know, um, and those are the people I would want to have these things. It's just that there's probably a, a good good percentage of the owners out there who are people I wouldn't trust with these animals. Right. I don't know. Zach, what do you think? Uh, this, this ruling or this finalization of this thing kind of brought up all the questions that have been swirling around about retics in general and, and their whole market in general and and uh, the popularity that retics have gotten over the last, whatever, three years or so. Um, mm. And and that, that's that's a discussion that 
that Alfred has really been had since this has happened. I think everybody, you know, it's going to have to be had. And um, whether, I mean, you have you have two trains of thought, right? You have the, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to ultimately affect these animals. And, and they're not going to stop right at these animals. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have some people which will tell you, maybe not publicly, but will tell you in private that, maybe this was a good decision. You have people out there who believe that. And um, so, you know, and people in the reptile industry who believe that. So, you know, where 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 you fall on that is something that a lot of people don't really like. People like to talk about the one side, right? The one side that, that, is, that, is, that is the popular side to be on. But I know that there's a few people, right, that are on that other side. And... Um, it's tough. I mean, it's hard to, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I've, I've always said that, you know, keeping large constrictors is, you know, that big. I know I can do it. All right. I don't trust myself to do it. I don't know many people who could do it. Right. Like if I could count on my hand, people I would trust to keep an animal like that. Um, so, you know, that that's the, but that's kind of beside the point because the mindset of the people who are doing this they're not doing this to protect necessarily the animals or to protect no. um the industry they are doing this to destroy the industry so mm-hmm. um that motivation is different and so that that motivation the the results of that motivation while in some some people would say is a good thing some people would say it was a bad thing so I'm not saying I agree with that, but this is this is what I've been seeing out there is what people have been talking to me about out there is that they believe that, you know, it's it's really interesting about, well, I would say maybe six months ago, you had all these people coming out, right, saying, oh, retics are being bred way too much. Retics are, be, are flooding the market, and where are all these animals going to go, and what's going on, where are those people now, you know, where are those people now who are complaining about that? They're actually on the other end now. They're actually saying, you know what I mean? Like any any regulation is a bad thing. But wait a minute, six months ago you were saying there was too many of these animals around. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's it's really funny how that kind of works out. I believe that we should have solidarity and we should be we should come together. Um, but to say that this was not coming is, I think, foolhardy. This hey, is coming. Well, I think you know well, this I is coming. It, it, what what, what I don't really like is that first off, I don't like yeah, I don't like the fact that it's now we're being told what we can can't keep. Right. I mean, I, I first off, I would love it if there was some kind of thing of like, hey, if I want to keep this, okay, you must now do this, get this but guys, get this license. But so, that's kind of here's the thing, yeah, but though. we're not being right. told what we can keep. Right. We're not being told we can't keep them. That's, that's true. It's just being know. told what we can't do, what we can and can't do with it. Right. We're not and even told you can't breed them. You just can't know, cross the problem the is the problem is, is like what if I got a if I'm a retic keeper, I'm not even a breeder. I got a couple pet retics or not even retics, just like berms or whatever. And now I got to move and now I got to ditch my pet. And that would that be, sucks. Absolutely, no, I, I can't. Be, I I can't begin to imagine what that would be like. I can't even either. I mean, it's I can't. Like, it's like, I, and that's that's the part that gets me is I'm being told that I can't keep it because now I have to go. Even if I did everything right and I found a place 
that like was going to be okay with me bringing the snake, and I made sure I had room for the cages and everything and all that other stuff. But now I'm being told that I cannot do it because it would be illegal to drive it still in my care to the new place. Um, you know, yeah. It, I, I guess. I mean, imagine it this way: you guys live. I mean, you guys live so close to the Jersey border. I mean, right. 15 minutes down the road, and mm-hmm. now you're in a different state. And I know Jersey has rules about constrictors already in place, but I'm just using that as an example. It, 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 you can move 15 minutes down the road. That's not even a major move to me. That would be like moving closer to work and still can't bring it with you. And that's the part that I hate. So, uh, yeah, well. I almost feel like uh, I wish they would have worked with us a little bit. Also, it seems like when the berm ruling was coming down the pipe, there was so much. Just I was hearing about that thing every five seconds. Years are coming. Everybody do this. Everybody do that. Everybody go, 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 go. And not just from people like like U.S. Ark and things. That I was talking like breeders, keepers, and everybody. I didn't know that they were going to finalize this rule until the day before. Well, it's been uh, this has been something that's been ongoing since what two thousand and nine. I know, but you know, I mean, I, here's my problem. Here, here, here's my. Pro- yeah, I know. And this is kind of my problem, one of my issues with the reptile community in general. And I, I'm even going to go on record to say that I'm guilty of this as well. I mean, yeah. oh, and me and you have a platform every week that we could talk about things like this and educate people. And, you know, it seems like when this thing comes up, everybody goes all into full on, I don't know, for lack of a better word. Uh, you know, defense, like we're going to, we're going to do this. And, uh, you know, and then three months from now, it's just accepted. Okay. Just like with berms, it It was just like, oh, well, berms are gone, you know? And it it was like, okay, well, they're not going to come. We gave them berms and they're not going to come for anything else. And here they came. And it's like, you know, you would have thought it was the end of the world for the BOA guys on the Friday. I mean, on Thursday, and then on Friday, they're looking at it like, oh, yeah, this is oh, the greatest good. thing ever. Which yep. <laughs> you don't get it, man. You're not getting it. You're not getting the whole right. concept of this thing. The whole concept is is that they want them all because that's how they started. They started with wanting them all. But they, they figured – this is just my interpretation of it. I could be totally wrong. I could be conspiracy theory in the shit. Um, but I think that they're fracturing us. And they fracture it, and we split, and we split, and we split. And they take one piece at a time because people don't believe that people should keep retics. And you're, you're entitled to that belief. And, and, and I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't, but what have you done to educate people about that? What have you – and I'm, not, I'm talking in general. I mean right. where have you gone to talk about that? Have you made it public in, in a form? Have you gone to U.S. ARC and tried to uh, even try to put forth any kind of, uh, you know, proper permutation or, or whatever the case would be? I mean, what have you done? And it seems to me like if people talk a lot of shit, but they don't do nothing. And that's the problem. They're going to wait for somebody else to take care of it, you know. And, I mean, we're still holding 
shit about U.S. Arc that happened when what's his name was in charge, Andrew Wyatt, and I couldn't believe the freaking flack that U.S. Arc got. I mean, I got to be honest. If I was Phil and I was this guy and I'm going down there and and doing all this work, not sleeping for two days and fighting for this, and I got that kind of flack, I don't know how he does it, man. More power to the guy. He really must love and believe, you know, that there's hope for the reptile community because to not be swayed by that bullshit is just, oh my God, man. You know, <laughs> it's just insane. Like the people will complain about the fact that, that, you know, oh, US Arc lost for us and they didn't, that, you know, now the retics are yeah. gone. And yeah. I remember when Berms went under, they freaking crucified US Arc. And now you got people saying, well, where's the money going and this and that. And hey, man, I'm all for uh, transparency. You know, I get it. But who else is out there? <laughs> I mean. Right. And that, and you know what you that's funny is there was a hamburger show years ago. And somebody came up to me and he handed me a flyer. And he goes, we want you to support our group. And I'm like, what group? He goes, well, we don't like U.S. Arc, so we're starting our own. I'm like, well, you know, show me some credentials. What do you guys got? What are you guys doing? I mean, show me this. Oh, no, no, we're just, you know, there's only four of us, and we don't like U.S. Arc, so we're hoping you can donate. I'm like, get out of here. I mean, you know, it's it, it, it's it's stuff like that where, yeah, you can scream about transparency, and yeah, you can scream about how you don't like the way it's being run or built or whatever, but then it's like, well, I mean, unless you know a team of lawyers and guys who know how to work the way around Washington and things like that, what else are you going to do? So, you know, would I love a yearly report on what U.S. ARC is sending, is sending the money for? Yes. Do I need it? No. Because I'm going to send the money to them anyway because I, I need somebody to be in our corner, and that's what we got. Yeah. Uh, if you're really that upset about it, you can volunteer your time for US Arc and ask them yourself. So yeah, maybe maybe volunteer if you don't believe in the direction they're going. Maybe volunteer some of your time and try to maybe influence the people to or, get or allow them to persuade you otherwise. You know, if you're if you're that uptight about it, talk to them, reach out, and see if you can be. You know, if all your worries can be put to ease. I mean, last year we did an auction for Carpet Fest, and we were – so here's, 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 here's my other problem is that everybody's up in arms now, but a year ago, nobody could give a shit. Mm. So much so that when we um, did the auction, people were pissed that U.S. Arc was, you know – and I get it at the time. It was this, yeah, at the time there was other nonsense that was going on. And, and that whatnot. was still fresh so, in our heads, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. But I don't know, man. I, I, it's, it's, it, and then I think of the bullshit that happened the week before, you know? Hmm. And I, I just think like, really, Jesus, man, we can't even get this shit together in a tiny little niche community. Let alone now we're gonna try, and you're gonna try to get community. the entire reptile community together. I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't want to sound like doom. I I I don't I don't know. You don't want to you don't want to go doom and gloom on this one. But 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are certain steps that will be taken now because the rule has been finalized, so it's done. Yeah. But the only way now to – now, if they're going to add more species, the Fish and Wildlife must resubmit. Now, there's nothing stopping them from resubmitting a new list of animals that they want. I mean, they can decide to do that tomorrow if they so choose. They need to have some scientific backing, but as we can see, that scientific backing can be easily... Yeah, that's, very, that's a very loose statement when you're talking about them. Very loose statement. I mean, yeah. they could have some dot, they could have some dude out in the middle of a swamp in Alaska going, yes, and that's it. It's good enough for the government. So um, the, the, the next step would be in order to remove the animals that are on the rule is, of course, to sue uh, the federal government have the animals that were in the constricted rule repealed from the, from the rule. Now, I know there's some people who are going out there and saying we want <coughs> excuse me, all reptiles removed from the Injurious Species Act. Let's not go too far now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it, brown tree snakes, they're on there and they're invasive. Let's leave them where they are. So, you know, let's not do that. You know, no, there's no, nobody here is a huge might I, brown tree snake breeder. Might I, might I just throw in there that that species when it's introduced by the government? Yes, it was. Oh, they did that. Of course they did. And they're, just saying. Didn't, they drop, didn't they drop a plane full of, like, poisoned mice on, like, uh, what a crocodile or something <laughs> last year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. I'm just saying that the, the 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 science the science that backs this shit did. So, yeah. is bullshit. You know, so it, I mean, it, it's just it's, the it's, it's those same guys that did the research with the brown tree snake in Guam. Yeah. So basically, now the they go and they they put out this report that says that you know the Ohio yeah. Valley is going to be seventy degrees. And, um, you know, constrictor snakes are going to be able to live in this territory. And here's a little thought. Here's a little food for thought, though. If it's 70 degrees in Ohio in the wintertime, I don't think there's going to be a Florida. I don't think there's going to be much of an East Coast left. <laughs> I think snakes are going to be the least of our concern. That is, that is, we are yeah, so no far shit. <laughs> They're talking. They were talking about having constrictors. Uh, I remember because uh, when the when the report came out, it's actually if you look if you Google it, when the report first came out, John Stewart and the Daily Show got a hold of it, and they had one of those like correspondent guys holding a retic standing in D.C. going, "These things are everywhere." It's like you know, and that's what's funny about it is that you know the amount of snow and ice and cold that we got in D.C. or in even the East Coast this year, and you're telling me these things are going to be up here, like living. In a couple of years, well, are you batshit crazy? Just a side note. I mean, I I could be totally wrong on this, but um, they, they were going to put be- boas on there, and boas yeah. live in Mexico. So right. if they were invasive, wouldn't they already right. be invasive? Like, wouldn't they? Have- What's the difference between Mexico and Texas? Uh, <laughs> I mean, so like, well, they, I know, guess they see the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can't pass the border. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's really funny. Uh, uh, one one of the things they list bow constrictors as invasive in Puerto Rico, and and anybody who's been to Puerto Rico will tell you, um, our Puerto Rican bows that are native can't survive because of, you know what I mean, of habitat destruction and everything else. Right. And those bows, you know, are not going to have an effect on that ecosystem at all. And but they but 
but they they use that as to say, oh, look, they're invasive in Puerto Rico. I'm like, yeah, so is the green iguana. They literally are everywhere in Puerto Rico, you know. And it's just they'll use whatever they can to prove, you know, oh, see, they, they live in Puerto Rico. Yeah, other boa species live in Puerto Rico too. It's not it's – that, that doesn't seem all that, you know, absurd to me. Um, yeah. But saying that they're going to live in Ohio, like, come on in. You know, like they, they're using – they're saying, oh, we got to protect places like – like Hawaii, and we got to protect places like Puerto Rico and 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 you know uh, South Florida. But in order to do that, we have to do this nationwide thing. Is is that's that's what they say? They literally said that. You know that that yes. in order to protect those pockets, we have to do it nationwide. So it's a blanket, so that way there's no chance of anything ever going into those places, which is bullcrap anyway. What, what I don't understand is that you guys remember the Python Hunters episode where Sean took like four berms and like kept them outside under a bunch of hay and stuff. And like he, he just left them outside in, in cages under like he had gave him a bunch of hay and like I think he gave him like a, a few of them a heat lamp just to see if they could actually survive. And like I think he had five of them. And I, I read this report a while ago. I read what he did a while ago. It was like five of them. And then by the end of the study, because he left them outside for like a couple, like a month or two, four of them were dead, and the fifth one was still alive. And the thing is, is that the study ended, or Sean ended it, and then a week later, the fifth one died because they all had horrible respiratory infections and stuff like that because they couldn't, even though they had heat lamps and they went underneath the hay to hide from all the weather, they still ended up dying. So it's like... Right. Well, I mean, they can survive higher. So yeah, I mean, the the science is sort of bullshit, right? We all we all we we know the science. We all know bullshit. that they yeah, they know the science bullshit. In which, when they're questioned about the science, even at that hearing, when they're questioned about the science, they like to change the subject because they understand that what they produce, that piece of paper they produce, is total crap. It's total crap. So there's no defending it, which is why it's so important that we do take this to court because so in court. Facts matter, right? Sure. In court, yeah. facts matter. Facts don't matter when a bunch of politicians are sitting around shooting the shit. That's that. That's that. Facts don't matter then. Facts matter in court when you can prove with facts your, you know, your belief, and you can say, "Oh, these are the numbers. These are the numbers we punched." You know, you can see that nobody except those two people who wrote that paper agree with this paper. You know, that's when that's our best shot we had. You know, it's been our best shot yeah. that we've had from the get-go, from the start, is to take them to court. You know, we're not going to change their minds. We're not going to no. change their minds. We're not going to change oh, okay. fish and wildlife minds. They have a vendetta, or they maybe they don't even have a personal vendetta, but they're being pressured every freaking day by people who are making million dollars every day in donations. They're being pressured by these people every day to make these, make these things happen, okay? Right. So on one hand, I look at their side of it, they have a, loud, a louder person on one side yelling at them constantly, and then you have somebody whispering to them on the other side, right? So who are they right. going to listen to? They're going to listen to the person who's yelling at them, who's throwing money around, who's constantly on the door. And, I mean, you cannot, to me, I can't really blame them that much, you know? Yeah. So the way we do it is by saying, no, legally you can't do this because legally this is wrong. Yeah. That's the way right. you go about it. By trying to convince them and trying to convince HSUS they should stop or trying to convince the general public that people should be able to keep 20-foot snakes or 15 or 12 is going to be nearly impossible. So yeah. we need law to be on our side. In order to do that, we have to prove it in court. 
So that's going to be that's going to be it. That's going to be the, the the you know the time to do it. Um, and it seems like, from what I can tell, USR, you know, they they told us. They, I mean, you know, they said what it is. What, our next step is a lawsuit. That's that's what it is. You know, we've wrote, yes. we've written we've written the letters. We called the representatives. We've done that. You know, but what's really going to stick it to them is this lawsuit, whether or not this lawsuit goes or not. And so that's what we need to focus on. And that's and to, in order to focus on that, that requires money. In which, yeah. you know, reptile folks, they don't like to give it up. Yeah. They don't. Because, <clears throat> which, you know, they want this snake or that snake. The, the exact animals they're, they're, they're trying to protect is the ones they're buying. You're, yeah. Again, it, that, that's almost what be it comes like, down to. We said it a long time ago. I think I've multiple times on this show. I think I've actually been laughed at when I said this in public. But when you sell an animal, I think my personal opinion is, and I, I've I've done this. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really sold that many animals, but I've done this every time. Is that you take a percentage of whatever that is, you know? So you say. So what I do is I usually do ten percent. So if you sell an animal for 200 bucks, you take 20 bucks, you donate it. It's almost like a tax. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. I just don't see why, you know, you make a thousand bucks, you, you put a hundred bucks in. Or maybe you put 5%. Shit. Maybe even put 2%. Hell, put $5 a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, join, join US Arc. Become a bronze <laughs> member or a silver member or a gold member. Do something. Damn it. I get it. Right. Shit's tight. Times are tight. Uh, you know, that and we like snakes, right? Yeah, right. And I, I get it, man. We, we're we all like guilty of, yeah, absolutely. We're all guilty of it. But I think right. like where we lose sight is, is that when it's not time, when these things are not happening, it just seems when like it's not forgotten. right in front of us. Right, it's forgotten. Right. I mean, even we're guilty of that. I just told you, I totally forgot that this was even something hanging out there until I was told that it was tomorrow was the ruling, and I was expecting. That as we got closer, I'd hear more press about it. But you know, there was nothing. Nobody, nobody said anything. And the people I did talk to who were like, "Oh yeah, I knew it was coming." I'm like, "Well, hell, did you like, you know, did you get like, were people texting, emailing you about this?" No. Oh. So it was like, I, so it just kind of seems like I, it, it, it almost seems like it dropped out of the sky for me at least. Yeah, I know but, there but are. I mean, at that point, the, at that point, the comments have been in. They have been in for months. You know, in the yeah, comments, it, it, was, it, was it was six months ago. It, it was six months ago when they asked everybody to put their final comments in before they made yeah. the ruling. And we've been waiting for six months, and finally the ruling's in. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, what I find what I find interesting is that they didn't put boas on there. Um, it, um, and, I, and, I, we, I thought boas were going. I mean, I, I was surprised that that was removed. I have ru- I heard rumors that they were told that some of the uh, boa breeders or something had gotten together was threatening to sue, but I don't know if that's true um, or not. I, I kind of figured that if the, the feds wanted them, they would have taken them anyway, regardless yeah, see, of any threat. Exactly. Exactly. I think I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to how to uh, explain this, but if they wanted boas, they had no reason not to take boas if not they wanted them. them. Yep. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like they, who who they had to please. They were going to piss us off anyway. You know what I mean? I think that 
you know, they, they gave us boas. They, they gave it to us. They didn't have to. Is one thing they I do threw see. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's one thing I do see. And, well, and there are reasons for doing that. They'll list the reasons. They say boas are too widespread um, in the country. I mean, there's too many boas here to really regulate that. Um, you know, and there's, you know, there are a lot of pre-years of boas and everything. So, so on one hand, you could say they kind of looked after the industry in a way because they understand that by taking away boas, they were going to affect us much larger than by taking away the, those big four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a conscious decision on their part, right? It really was. Um, but don't, don't you think, though, that, that uh, this is my thinking, is that they kind of left boas there because it almost gives the boa people a sense of victory, a sense of relief to, to say, oh, we're okay. And then we're they're going to come back yeah. and take them anyway, because it's sort no, of let your guard. No, no, I don't say. I think I think they would, they would have took what they again. I think we have to try to separate U.S. fish, uh, U.S. fish and wildlife from uh, the people who are pushing them to do these things. I think they're two different entities. So you're looking at uh, HSUS wants to ban everything, and then you look at Fish and Wildlife who are just trying to keep everybody happy, essentially, right? So. Mm. Um, but, so they're kind of they're kind of stuck in this middle ground, right? So that's why I don't, that's why if I think that if fishing if U.S. Fish and Wildlife had had tent to destroy the reptile community, they would have took boas. It is I guess yeah. is my is my point. Um, so with that, I give them a little bit of credit in that. You know, they did totally fold to to HSUS, but we all know they're not going to stop. Because remember, yeah. we're, there's, there's two there's two groups on each side, all pandering for this guy's affection, literally, right? So we're all trying to get the get U.S. Fish and Wildlife to to take our side. So, and they're stuck in the middle. They really are, you know. Um, I think I, I I really do think the both thing. Uh, they are, uh, yeah, they're going to push for it again. Yeah, but let me play devil's a- let me play devil's advocate real quick. Please do. You're yeah. saying that fish and fish and wildlife. Uh, sort of pandering to both groups, so to speak, and 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 giving them giving them a little bit and giving us a little bit, but right. wouldn't it come down to science? I mean, to me, when I think of fish and wildlife, I think of of a group, and I could be totally wrong, but I think that they're like protecting the environment, and they have people that are educated That's about it. conservation and uh, you know um, biology mm-hmm. of animals and ecosystems and 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 all that. So to me, I I just think like just being around people that that breed and keep reptiles. Uh-huh. I mean. You know, most of the people understand how the animals work and the environment that they come from. You have to in order to breed them successfully in captivity. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, th- when they talk about things, I mean, I've heard, you know, and I'm going to say educated reptile people that are going to say, you know, that this could happen or that couldn't happen. And and most most people, I think, I think most reptile people would don't want the Everglades to be ruined and they realize that there's a problem in South Florida in the Everglades with the Burmese Python and you know that that is an issue but you're I mean essentially you're putting species on a list that doesn't even you know doesn't even they're not even in the U.S. the two species of anaconda that are on there Besides right. the green anaconda, they're they're not even in the United States. So mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know. I, I just I look at them as a, as a as as a more educated 
like if they made a decision based on on science and they said that you know to me then their stance should be it should be a little bit different if they're trying to protect the Everglades from invasive species. Right. They, they should be they, going they after reptile, yeah. uh, reptiles, yeah. mammals, yeah. birds, fish. To me, that's kind of yeah. like. You no, know, they would stop big oil and they would stop. I mean, let's. let's big I sugar. Guess, I guess it's <laughs> right. Big sugar, everything that else that goes down there, all the development, all the, you know, the, the filling in the wetlands down there, everything else that's happening in Florida, they would focus on those things. But, Eric, when was the last time? A government decision was based on science. What was the last time? Look at the oil companies. Are they being regulated? Hell no, they're not being regulated. Government, the government is bought, man. You know, the government is bought. So we either can play by the new rules or we can hope that it's not the case. But that's that's just the world we currently live in, is that we have to pander to these special interests, which we are, and we have to use that to influence the government. Um, unfortunately, we have people who are using fake science to influence the government, right? Yeah. And so we have to combat right. that. And again, the only way to do that is in court. That's the only way. That's it. Correct. Correct. But but, uh, but I you'll guess, find I that guess... in court, you'll find that in court, science always generally comes on top, right? Right. Forensics right. don't lie. Science doesn't lie when it comes to when, when it's down to court. Generally speaking, science prevailed and so that, that that's what we have to hope for but you don't feel that that there's a strategy on the other side from hsus oh, absolutely. Absolutely. and you don't think that 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 this is part of that strategy you know what i'm saying like to me it, it almost it's almost too good to be true it almost looks like you know oh this will look like a win but realizing that it just fractures our community all that much more. I, I got to be honest. Like, I think I said this before the thing, like, man, if we don't stand up and, and join together and stop throwing each other under the bus, I don't right. even know if we, I mean, I'm not going to be popular for saying this, but I don't know if we deserve to keep reptiles. I really don't. I mean, if, if you can't do any kind of investment to help fight for your, you know, your fellow keepers, to care one day your animal's going to come on the chopping block what boggles my mind is that for the amount of people of ball python people and you know what i mean i, I maybe they are involved maybe they aren't i don't want to throw it under the bus but it just mm. it just seems to me that this that just that group alone would be enough to raise the roof you, see, you know what i'm saying like yeah. I, I don't i don't know uh, it just seems like that the people that are into just the basic corn snakes or the and maybe maybe you're right maybe they don't maybe they don't think well, it's we, right that you shouldn't even keep them right 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 but some I, people, th some I think people, they're missing the big picture <laughs> yeah. yeah i i had a, i had a conversation with somebody uh you know you know and and it was you know this is this will be a good thing because you know then you know that's it if it, if some people think that if it stopped now if that's it, if, the, if the, all they took were the big, were the big, big constrictors, if all they took, we would be better off. People who believe that. Well, you, and you, you know, know what? I, and you know what? We we talked about this because I remember seeing somebody of something, which like the most disgusting thing to say on that was the um, this don't involve me. All I keep is ball python. It's like, well, all right, congratulations. You keep you know the small guys, but still those other guys are out there animals, and that's right. 
And we talked today because I'm hearing more and more that there are other proposed bans because apparently because it's gone so well with constructors for fish and wildlife, they are moving to exclude other animals or add, they're, they're basically using the Lacey Act to clean up all the invasive yep. species that are killing Florida. So there, what they're going there. to do next is uh-huh. there's a proposed list of lizards and monitors that are coming down the pike. Tegus. Tegus, water monitors, Nile mm-hmm. monitors, and crocs. A bunch of different mm-hmm. types of a bunch of different types of iguana. Do mm-hmm. so, and they're going through all that, and they have more grounds to eliminate some of them if we're going than by they did on retics or on anacondas exactly. or anything else. So, absolutely. So absolutely. I don't think it would be that much of uh, it's like a chip shot for them at this point now. They they know how to do it. They know where to go, and they know what to do. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, is that I don't keep tigers or monitors or anything like that. But you know what? It, I know people who do. And yep. it would be – and I would feel like a complete jackass if I didn't try to help them keep their animals to do what they want to do. And I know what the same stipulations are. You can still feed them. You can still keep them. You just can't move them. But, you know – Again, if I got to watch my buddy who's been building his company and has these monitors that he raised up from hatchlings. Now, because he's going to move to upstate New York because he has a better opportunity outside of reptiles, having to sell his right. entire collection, I, 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 and then I didn't sign up or didn't donate. I feel complete. Even, even uh, if you can sell them, what happens if you can't sell them? Yeah, true. Because again, you put them down. It's not like it's not like, it's not like you're going to ship them. <laughs> well, you'd probably have to drop them off at a reptile rescue or something like that. Of course, can you imagine? The, yeah, can you imagine the overload that they're going to take on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they're they well. If you if you look if you look at the ruling, Fish and Wildlife already said like you know, hey, if uh, you're you have to move, you know, don't worry, you go always take an animal and get it euthanized. I mean, that literally is what they said. <laughs> That's an option. Like you know, you could always kill it. Like yeah, thanks. Guys. Okay. Did you? So I follow Florida Fish and Wildlife on Facebook. Yeah, they're you actually, should. Yeah. They're actually little keepers because apparently every year they have this big thing where you can drop off any exotic animal you have pet in a class, whether it be right. mammal, bird, or reptile. And they said that with the amount of Burmese python that they've been getting, they don't have enough people to take them. So that they're trying to find people who can take them. The problem is you have to live in Florida. You have to have all the special permits, and you have to want it. And they've pretty much tapped themselves out at this point. But they're still allowing people to go and capture these things in the wild. They're still allowing people to – they're all still there. So it's like, well, you know, if you guys hadn't shut down all the ways to get them out of the state – Probably there's probably some people who wouldn't mind having a Burmese python somewhere in this country. So I mean, even yeah, zoos I think, that want them as like education animals can't get them shipped. I think not in Florida. Yeah, I think though that the uh, this is where I have a problem with fish and Florida fish and wildlife is that it doesn't solve the problem. What they're doing doesn't solve the issue. You know, wait, wait, wait. To me, you, have to, you have to separate Florida, the Florida state. Florida, Florida already already has their measures in place. The, the I know, I get that. I understand. All right, all right. Yeah. I, 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 understand. 
I, I, I get that. But my point is, is that by by adding the animal to the Lacey Act, these animals, it doesn't stop you from keeping. Let, let's just say for sake of argument, let's just say that they could live in Texas. Mm. Right. And let's just say that all of a sudden Burmese pythons show up in Texas and they survive and they start keep staying breeding there. They're not illegal. You just can't cross no. state lines with them. So my question is, is that how does that stop that? What what it does is, I think I think what they're what they're trying to achieve, right? It's not necessarily that it's going to stop that. It's just going to stop the over. This is just going to stop the production of said snakes. Mm. I know. That's what but, it is. But so, but so like, the way they term, come across, they say it's for. You know, because it, it's an invasive species. So to yeah, me, I would be lie. if they came <laughs> out and they just said, listen, we don't think you should own these big five snakes because they get these this big and it's blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but that's not whatever. their jurisdiction. To me, that's a different argument. Huh? But that's not their jurisdiction. They're, they're, mm. they, they don't have no say on what is publicly safe or not. That's not that's not their call. They're yeah. they're only their call. The only thing they could they can make a ruling on is something that affects the environment or affects the fisheries or whatever. That's the only thing they can rule on. So they can't. They they literally cannot come out and say we don't think anybody should keep anything over ten foot. All right, we think it's dangerous because that's not that's they're not supposed to even rule on that. That has nothing to do with them. You know. So that goes, that just spoken about. And if we're going to talk about what is dangerous to keep, that like, just emphasizes gonna... my point, though. Exactly. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that the, that they shouldn't really even be involved in this if the case, I mean, if they're trying to protect the Everglades. And I guess that's my biggest thing with, like, I guess what I'm trying to get at with the reptile community is that they can take from what I'm saying about this is that it's two different issues and it's getting confused into one. Right. The right. idea that there's too many retics or big snakes or whatever you want to say produced and bred in our industry, that's a discussion for another day. What's right. happening here is is that these people in the fish and wildlife, HSUS, you know, they're HSUS and those animal rights people have a bigger voice at this moment because they're all unified on the fact that we shouldn't keep snake. They probably disagree with a lot of things, but they all agree that this is what should happen. That's a very loud voice, <laughs> you know, and with this lawsuit, we're going in fighting the U S government. I mean, that takes right. a tremendous amount of money and we can't even get that together. I really hope that we do. And I think that we can, you know, and maybe this is the, the wake up call that's needed in the community. Maybe they'll stop arguing about, see, I, I've always felt that like, you police, we police ourselves and like we hear about bad people all the time, but yet we continue to deal with them or we continue mm. to promote them or we continue we to put them on a pedestal mm -hmm. because of whatever their name is or whatever. No, those days have to yeah. change. You know, yeah. that, that has to be a, a, a different time. You know, if you do something wrong, then you should be held accountable because you're affecting every one of us to do things right. You know, yeah. if you keep your animals poorly or, or if you, uh, you know, uh, you do, that do things that are underhanding and you know, yeah, you know. I mean, you should be held accountable, you know, but I think, 
I think there's too much politics that happens in the world of reptiles as well. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's really about who, you know, so, so let, all right. So let's say that somebody gets screwed over by this big breeder, right? He's a, he's a, he's essentially a nobody in, in, in the industry, but he got screwed over hard, right? By a breeder that everybody thinks is a stand up dude. Right. If you were to go on, let's say BOI and try to say that, Oh, this breeder screwed up. What would happen? Oh, you're lying. Uh, you- I had so many interactions with him and everything was great. So you must be full of crap. You know, we, we automatically think depending on the guy's reputation, you know, the guy he's accusing or whether or not he's guilty or not. Right. That's just, that's just it. So it's hard I think, for somebody to oust people that have a reputation, even though they may be doing thing. some sleazy ass things. You guys, I, we, think, I, mean, I think we all, we all could, could think of examples. Of course, but my thing is that the other thing is that with the you know other what I mean? people that we have, but the thing is that the, the other people who have bad reputations, and it's accepted as a bad reputation, everybody knows not to buy from that guy, except everybody who's new or who aren't, or people, or the general public who just want like a pet or something like that. They all buy from that guy, or, or everybody knows that this dude does this thing wrong, yet he still here because people sell to him and people do this to him and he's still involved it's almost like we don't we're not policing ourselves here so we're allowing the bad guys to run around and do that shit i mean well it goes it goes back to to day one from when i when we've said on the show that i believe that you vote with your dollar of course if somebody's trying to have a business and they do things shitty you don't buy from them. They don't have a business anymore. You know, and, right, you right, know, right. You, wanna... you don't buy from them, but others are. And so is it, is it your obligation to warn others? That's, isn't that the question? I don't is know. It, I mean, if, you if, we're, if we're asking, if we're asking, okay, if somebody's doing something bad, we should oust them and we should stand up. We should say, no, you can't be doing this. But we see time and time again of these guys who are doing bad, but aren't, aren't ousted. You know? Yeah. We, we all know I people think, like that. We're like, I want to do business with that guy, but we don't say that. I, well, here's yeah. the thing. I think that for somebody, okay, uh, let's say we've. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of. Okay, so say somebody ships you a snake. You yeah. get the snake, right. and you heard that this person was a decent snake, a uh, decent guy, or whatever. And he has, uh, you know, he's a popular guy in the industry. So you figured, oh yeah, I'm gonna get it from him. And let's say that the the animal you got, um, you know, comes in, and uh, you know, two weeks from then it dies or something like that. Right. Um, is it necessarily the? Uh, the, the person that bred it's fault. I mean, you got to remember, we're dealing with live animals, so no, it's quite stressful to ship. So, like, if something not, like that like, happens, even... uh-huh. right? But what I'm saying, if something like that happens, to go directly to the BOI and that's, crucify no, 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 somebody. No, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 not it. But I'm if it's something that that's... continually happens, for instance, if. Every time he sends something out, they come in and they look dehydrated. They're half dead. They got mites Mike. all over it. And you're like, you know, what, what the hell's going on with this? Uh, you know, there's no heat tape in the box or heat pack in the box. Uh, you know, they shipped it in some shitty kind of thing. You go to their table. Doc. Everything looks half yeah. dead. You know, yeah. it's they're always cutting, undermining breeders with prices and all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, to me, 
I don't know. That would be hey, yeah, like if it's a continual thing, then then that's where I would say yes, that that yeah. person should be outed. I, I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even talking about stuff like that, Eric. I'm talking about straight up like you got set a snake, it dies a week later, you call the guy, the guy literally threatens to come to your house and kill you type of situation, <laughs> which I've heard happen in this industry. Yeah, and yet the person is still not getting outed. This is this is the type of stuff. I'm not talking about necessarily. Well, yeah, these guys. I'm talking about like dirt, literal, literal dirtbags that are in this industry that aren't outed. Is what I'm talking about because of their well, reputation. That's that's what I'm well, referring to. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is that obviously, if you have a bad business experience and it is not handled properly, that is on the fault of the, the the business owner. But on the other hand, it can be on the fault of the person who's purchasing. Because I mean, there was that one time, uh, and it's one of my favorite BOI things where. Somebody got a crested gecko from Anticopinendor and had a small underbite. And they flipped out and they said they're going to BOI because they wanted a free one. And he's like, that's not how that works. You can send me that one back and I'll send you another one. Um, or, you know, I can tell you right now that the underbite is going to go away as it gets older, but they, they wanted a, a brand new spanking free gecko. And he's like, that, no, that, no, that's not how it goes. So obviously there was somebody who would not accept what the breeder was handing down. And I've had, uh, people who want to purchase animals who want me to ship for them to be received in like negative two weather. And I'm like, no, that, that I'm not going to do that. It's setting me up for something bad to happen. So obviously there's some give and take on both sides, the customer and the business. But if there's a bad dealing with a customer, it is up to the business to either attempt to make it right. And if you put that attempt forward and then they go to the BOI, I, I, I don't see that being, an issue. I mean, I think that that's something that too you're going to fight about, but um, or that that you're not going to suffer for that one. At least your reputation isn't. But if somebody has an issue and they call you and you're like, no, 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 and if you call me again, I'm going to kill you. You're not a good business person, right? So basically, right. if you have a poor thing, if you have a if you're a customer and something bad happens and you feel as if they're not even trying, of course, go to the board of inquiry. But if they I'm just saying that if they have tried, be ready for that to come back around on you. I'll use a, uh, I'll use an example. Remember the guy? I can't remember his name, but remember uh, Poopsie or whatever the heck his name was? Zach, this might be before you came over to MP, but Owen, oh, you'll probably remember him. <laughs> yes. You remember him? <laughs> yes, okay. I remember I, I Wait a minute. I remember him. You've heard his name, okay. have you? <laughs> So here's a perfect example of somebody that just utterly ruins their reputation time and time again. So much so that he would never, ever, ever be able to sell carpet pythons to anybody but brand newbies. Yep. Um, but I believe that that guy did so much bullshit that he should be somebody that's held accountable for his actions. Maybe he was in yeah. a bad spot in his life or whatever, but he screwed over a lot of people, man. Yeah. And that's just not cool. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to comment on, I always believe that there's two sides to a story. Yeah. And when I hear people's story, you know, obviously they're very passionate at the moment because whether they're, they're animals and what they expected it to be, or, uh, it's, it's sick or something, you know, all this stuff. Um, Obviously, they're going to think it's one way, and the breeder's going to think it's another way. You know, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, so, for me to comment on situations that, you know, people have told me that have happened, um, 
That's why I don't, I don't like to necessarily, you know, name names, but I've heard stories and I just don't understand why, like, and it's not my personal dealing, but I've heard, you know, big name breeders and, and there's nothing with carpet pythons or anything, but I've heard, like, you think that these guys are like rock stars in the, in the, in the reptile world. And you hear these situations and you're like, how is this guy still in business? I just don't get it. You know, it's a, some people it's a miracle because you hear about this stuff. And I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it, I, I would be devastated if I had one BOI that was like, he sold me an animal that went to shit and, you know, was ill when it first arrived and didn't try to deal with it. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously sicknesses happen and obviously things do go wrong, but like I said, just that attempt, that that small attempt that you could do as a business totally puts you in the clear for that kind of stuff. It's like, if you give a damn a little bit, I mean, it's just so weird that some people just don't care. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I I was just going to say the same thing. I think, I just think that, I guess, that we we should be better at policing ourselves, I guess, is my whole point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel feel like we're we're always playing catch-up. I feel like we're always playing catch-up when it comes to this type of stuff. Um, We should, we should, we should have, I mean... And I'm not even talking about catch up like we're playing catch up. I mean, we should have been ten years ahead of this. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I guess maybe we didn't have the force, force like to see, you know, what was going to happen with this whole large restricted thing. But that that permitting system and all that, I agree with you, Eric. All that type of stuff should have been in place years ago. Mm. Yeah, years ago. And maybe if it was, and we had a good track record, and we could say, oh, this was. Oh, yeah, that snake that got loose that killed so-and-so and whatever. Oh, that snake was not registered and was bought illegally. You know, if we had, so that's not on us. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? If we had, if we had a way to defend ourselves, if we had our own measures in place, then we, we can have something we can fall back on and say, like, listen, this is the way we, we've been doing this for years, and this is the way it's been working for us and, and everything else. But we haven't done that. And the talk yeah, of but- that, and the talk of that, freaks people out. Mm, Even bringing yeah. up the fact that alpha permitting system gets people upset. Gets people saying, oh, you're trying to throw everybody under the bus. Oh, you're trying to do this. Oh, you're trying to do that. You know, oh, you, you must have worked in for humane society. Like, this is the stuff that happens, but this is pro- we need to make that progress. We really do. Mm. I know that from what I remember, I'm not going to speak, like, on their behalf, but I know U.S. Sark put out a best practices. Um, when it comes to keeping large constrictors, they put out the best practices of this is regulations that we kind of think that would be okay. You know, Oh, forget it. I remember them getting heat about that. Um, but instead we, we pretend that we're going to be living in the wild west, you know, and then America the free and all that. And, and we're going to be able to have our liberties forever. And that the world is changing, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I guess is up, is up to argument, but, this is the world we live in, and we can either play by the rules, or we can pretend the rules don't exist, and continue to be to be outplayed. Is which is what is happening. We're being outplayed. They're always ahead of us. They're always steps ahead of us, and we're playing catch up. Yeah, it seems like we need to be more. That I guess th- that's sort of my I, my whole my whole point is that we sort of need to be more unified 
we can disagree about i would you i, I don't know i'm gonna make a maybe a, a similarity with the with the gun lobby right so you have you have people that that keep you know maybe a handgun for protection in their house and then you have other people that you know they want AK-47. their you know, semi-automatic yeah. ak-47 military style you know gun. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah rocket launcher whatever um i, I, need, but, I need to hunt squirrel what <laughs> and and those people may not agree i mean the guy the person that has the handgun in their house for protection may not agree that the person should be able to keep, you know, a rocket launcher, you know. Um, however, the gun lobby comes across as a unified front. Right. As a, you know, you cannot take our right away to own guns. You know, I, th- I think that's where we have to gear more towards. You know, we can have our own little debates and whatnot within the community or maybe regulate ourselves. I don't know. I'm actually going to have to research that to find out exactly what they do, because to me, that would be a good uh, thing to sort of mirror off of, because it seems like no matter what they do or no matter what happens, they can't pass any kind of (laughs) legislation taken away. You know what I mean? They seem like they're a pretty tough group. Except at the state and, and, and county level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah. the the uh, the thing is that what I have is that anybody can get if we do a permit system or say we had a permit system in place, anybody can get a permit and it'd be scum. Yes, you can have your permits revoked, but look at it at the we're in Pennsylvania and we're public mill capital of the goddamn world, especially out by me up to Lancaster mm-hmm. and Reading. So and these puppy mills, which are just like barns full of cages full of dogs breeding puppies they're all registered with the state has uh dog breeding facilities and it's that they're not inspected before you realize that they're a horrible situation yes they have their permits revoked and things like that but that's not going to stop the scumbags um is a, a permit system is not going to stop the scumbags is what i'm saying you're still going to have those idiots that will hopefully eventually be discovered and shut down but you know, they're still going to be there. Any idiot yeah, but, fill out a form. Right. And guess what? HSUS uses those puppy mills to pass legislation to stop all dog breeding. Yeah. And they, they tried to pass you know that I mean? one saying that uh, yep. if you had more than three breeding females in the state, you had to be inspected. And luckily that was shut down because, and the only reason that one failed, I'm being, is, of course, I don't know if this is true or not. Hey, in the state didn't have the manpower to regulate it, so we shut it down. So it's right. not we not it's not that it wasn't gun pass. It's that the yeah. people who would have been put forward to regulate it said you cannot do this on the budget you have set for us. And the state, of course, being where it is, said, "Well, then we're not going to do it," and stopped right. it. All right. They, they, yeah. I mean, we we all see those HSUS videos of the puppy males and. And all that, and, and then, and then, in the same breath, they they tell they tell cities that they should pass spay and neuter mandatory spay and neuter. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you know, yeah, they're they're attacking the animal industry as a whole, and it's a shame yeah. that the animal industry as a whole doesn't fight for other people. <laughs> they don't. Um, they don't all come together and yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah, well, which, that, which which was the hope with PJAC, right? The hope with PJAC is that PJAC was, that was 
what it would have been the connection to that world, you know, to the people who breed dogs in their backyard. Um, yeah. Or, you know, that sort of thing. And that was, was going to be our way to kind of get on, get them on our side as well and fight as a unified front. Now, what happened, what has happened, what happened? <gasps> Silly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, but we don't know what, what has happened with that situation, with the whole PJAC new president being from ASPCA who has gone on record saying that he doesn't believe people should keep reptiles. Now, whether his mind has changed or not, we haven't really found out. See, now, what I understand it seems is like, it seems to me that people have been cutting that, I don't know if it's true, but U.S. Mark seems to be cutting ties with PJAC as of right now. Well, when you yeah. say that no one should have reptiles, you're going to lose the reptile basis. I mean, yeah. You think? That's like it's like it's like it's like <laughs> politician going out there and being like, I don't believe we should have guns. You've just lost the entire NRA. I mean, like, duh. That's there are certain things you really can't say. And of course, if if Pex believes that, uh, do we really want to be with him? And I know it would be nice for all of us to have a unified front, but if we're going to have a unified front. We need people who obviously believe that, you know, everything that we should be able to keep the animals we want to keep. You can't just nitpick and you can't just sit here and say that, well, we're all together on a unified front, but we actually really don't like the reptile guys. Like, well, well, fuck you and leave. So then it's no longer unified. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're going to work together, shit, man, we need to get unified front. Well, yeah, but we need to be a unified first. front just on the reptile world first, man. Yeah, exactly. Forget about Let's moving into other first. pets. Yeah. We, I, we, should, we need a unified front in carbon pythons. Let's start there. How about... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, can we have a unified front in Morelia? That would be great. No, that would no be not wonderful. at all. I mean, I never really liked Eric. <laughs> So I, that's the first thing. We don't, have a, we don't have a unified front on the radio show. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really believe in different opinions and different ways to approach things. And right. I think that's the way that you uh, progress and move forward. However, I do have a problem when you can't come. It, it's almost like it's almost like what you see in government just today, just in general. I mean, you have an extremist on one side, an extremist on the other, mm-hmm. and you can't get anything accomplished because there's no give or take. You know what I mean? There's no right. And the middle ground no people compromise. are ignored. Yeah, yep. and most of the people in the United States probably are somewhere in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like you have mm-hmm. very few people that are on the extremes, but that's right. all you hear about is the extremes. You know, and I, I guess it's kind of similar. I mean, you look at us, we think that we should be able to keep these animals. And then you look at people that are in HSUS, they believe that we shouldn't. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry, you know, um, and we're never going to agree on either side. You know, I mean, yeah. we're never going to say, oh, yeah, well, they're right. Or I think that I think and this is just maybe I'm a little biased to this, but I think that our position would be is that. We don't like to see animals in any kind of bad, bad captive environment or cared for improperly or no, I can't. You, know, uh, you know in deplorable conditions. And I mean, I think that when anybody in the reptile industry is 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 really found to have that type of thing, I think they're pretty much nailed to the cross, and and they're pretty much done. It's a done deal. Um, you know, you have to be pretty extreme. Like, you know, the police 
show up at your house and decide that you have, you know, I don't know, 800 snakes or something like that. And they're all dead in cages and there's dead mm-hmm. rats all around. And you know what I mean? Like those kind of conditions yeah. were like, ah, oh, you're, you're an asshole and you'll never be back in this community again. Um, Even then there's some people who get back into it after the, all the, yeah, that's the crazy part, done. isn't it? Yeah. It well, then that's just and that's just insane. <laughs> and that's just hilarious. It's like, well, what the hell are you back in doing here? Oh, I ended up buying some new ones. Like, oh, okay. Oh, it's forgiven. It's like you know, and and there are. Here's my thing. I'm I'm an animal person first and foremost. I can't stand to see an animal suffer. Can't see an animal to uh, be put through pain that is unnecessary. I even can't stand to watch how. Animals are slaughtered if it's not done quickly, mainly, in my opinion. I still love cheeseburgers, don't get me wrong. But, you know, that, <laughs> and I will still eat them. But it, it's almost like I, from, from you got to respect it and you got to take care of it. You know, if, if one of my animals is laid low, it affects me. It affects me. I mean, there have been moments where, you know, I've been like, so pissed off that I didn't even want to come on this show because an animal was sick or died on me at some point somewhere. And of course there are people who tell you that this is something that happens when you're dealing with live animals. And I totally understand it. But if a death of an animal doesn't hit you somewhere, what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, it's like, yes, I understand there are certain levels and say a hatchling that you popped out of the egg dies three days later. Oh, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be like, oh, well, shit. You're not going to be the same amount as depressed as the thing you raised from a baby all the way up to adulthood and is bred for you for several years passes on you or the family dog dies on you. I mean, obviously, there's different levels of caring for certain animals, but it should still affect you in some way. And to have these people who are like, yeah, I had a whole facility, 1,500 animals left to die. Can I buy that ball python from you? And someone says yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was gonna. I forgot to inject this in here. Is that U.S. Arc is actually working on coming up with with uh, trying to pro- uh, get an injunction um, for mm-hmm. the retics and anacondas. Um, because they were in the middle of the lawsuit with the berm and the African rocks and the yellow anaconda, and they just went and added this to it. So it may be possible that they're going to uh, extend. Yeah, I don't know if it'll happen or it won't, but we'll extend um, till they till that law takes effect. So. Well, I mean, if they do an injunction, it'll stop. It'll stop the addition of the retics and temporarily. The temporarily. But it may so just be an injunction here. until it may just be an injunction until they can amend their original lawsuit to include the additions of these animals. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No, I think what I think no, what they're trying no. to do is they're trying to say that they've already the the law the the lawsuit is in the courts and they yes. went and added these animals to the um, So they're gonna try to, to stop to, it to until it. the So they're gonna try to done. Yeah, they're gonna try to okay. I guess pause it momentarily. Right. Uh, well, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, until they actually go to court. Yeah. What what, what is what is good? What 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 is good is that this happened, um, and this also gives USARC a chance to 
not only sue for berms, but also sue now. They're going to be able to amend their their lawsuit, and now they're going to be able to put it, put retics and everything else in there. So rather than just suing for the berms and the other um, African rock species, Yellow. now they're going to be able to bring in the retics, which is going to help their cause, mm-hmm. which is going to help our cause even more because it's going to say, oh, look, look at how much money retics brought in. You guys took this money away from us. This is illegal, and you did it with phony science. And yeah. this is how we can prove it. And so, so this actually has helped us in that way. Um, it's definitely going to help the lawsuit in that way because now we're going to be able to amend it before the lawsuit goes through. Now, whether or not the, the um, we're going to be able to put off it happening, I don't know. That's some law, some court, some judge out there is going to make that decision. Um, but you know. I, yeah. if it, all I know is I was holding on to retics. If I had a bunch of retics, you know, I know a lot of people, you see it already. You, you've seen that, you've seen that market crash like crazy already. Mm. And it's only been, it's only been a weekend, right? Um, what was it? What was, what were pied retics two days before? Pied retics? I don't know how much pied retics were. I'm, I know right now they're three grand. I've, I've seen some for sale right now for three grand. That's crazy. Yeah. That's almost affordable. <laughs> you know, like. I can almost get one. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So wow. like, that is such a, it's amazing, you know, and I wish that these people would just wait, you know, like, can, can we wait to see this? Don't, don't lose hope, you know, guys. hang on. It's, yeah. But see, well, this is maybe, maybe that, maybe that's a silver lining, huh? Maybe, maybe that silver lining there is the people who really gave a damn about the animals who were not just in it because retics were hot right now are the ones that are going to stay with it. Hopefully, because yes. the, well, my thing is that say, right? say you got the, Say you get all the retics and say, you know, maybe you don't breed as much as you were going to this season. Right. But you hold tight, and then lawsuit pushes through with the U.S. Arc. It gets repealed, and now all of a sudden you still have all your animals. Because one of my biggest regrets is sometimes I sell an animal, and then you never you never get that animal back. You can get ones like it, but you never get that one back. So if, if you're a retic breeder, keeper, whatever, and you want to hold on to the retics, do it as long as you possibly can, because for all you know, this could be altered and changed in the next, uh, I'm going to be generous and say year, two years, I don't know, just however long this is going to take, to come back, and you, you don't want to be back to square one. So, yeah, you know, but I, I, but I, like, and I understand that there are some people who absolutely can't keep them or have to move and unfortunately going to have to give them up. But if you're in a position to keep them, and like I said, maybe even not breed them until you're prepared to, until this thing gets lifted. Right. Right. But but here, I guess, I guess they're, they're somebody who is trying to sell as many of their retakes as possible. Now, I guess, I guess their, their defense to that is, you know, if this injunction doesn't come through, now I got thirty days, and what I'm going to do with these 100 babies sitting in my tubs? Um, mm. I'm not going to be able to afford to feed them all because I'm not going to be able to make any money. I'm not going to be able to sell any um, well, except yeah. locally, and depending on where you are, I mean, it's really screwing. I understand it's really screwing people. It's really screwing people, and and it's going to destroy that market. Absolutely, it's going to. And, and, um, and the shitty part is, is that the time of year that we're in, how many people do you think already threw males with females? Oh, can you can, listen? Can you imagine? I I saw a post today of people of their retics dropping eggs today. Like, can you imagine that feeling that your retic just dropped four just dropped forty eggs 
and you got to make that decision. What do you do with those eggs? Do you do you incubate them? Do you not? And what if this is a project that you've been working on, like you raised two, and this is like some fruition moment. It's like if they outlawed IJs, this would be the year I would produce. I'd be like, son of a <laughs> shit. <so>. <laughs> right. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine yeah. what those guys are going through. I really can't. You know, uh, I, I know that some people are going to put whole clutches in freezers. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's people are there that are going to be freezing a lot of clutches in freezing. And that, and that is terrible. You know, that's terrible. Um, and to be, especially to be in that situation, and my heart goes out to those guys. It really does because that's, that's absolutely, you know, it literally is taking people's dreams away. Heartbreaking. Um, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, yeah if you can't re- if you can't relate to that as a as a as a reptile keeper then, breeder, yeah, get the hell out. You, you know what you're doing. Yeah. doing it. Get the you hell. Know? I mean, regardless of whether or not you think that they should, again, I keep saying this over and over again. If you think that they should be, uh, you know, in the hands of people or not, um, I, you know, to 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 put that work behind uh, you know that kind of long-term project and um you know retics aren't the easiest to breed um from what i hear that can be pretty tricky and the eggs can be pretty tricky and you know uh, these guys that i i really believe that there there are people in the retic world that are that are just as passionate about retics as I am about carpet pythons or somebody else is about, uh, you know, whatever they keep. Um, I think that guy, um, what was his name? Matt, uh, Matt, um, oh shoot. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up real quick. <laughs> Minitola. Uh, I figured you'd know his last name. By no, <laughs> no, oh. Matt Ed, Edmonds, <laughs> the guy that went down there. I think one of the other disappointing things to me was about this, this, this whole band thing. Um, is yeah. that they had the oh, they had the meeting in Florida, and only five people showed up to this thing. Yeah. You know, I mean that's kind of disappointing. I get it. People are at work and they can't really change their their thing. Well, I, stuff, but... I, don't, I don't know, man. If if they were out long, you know, I I don't know. I I mean I also think... having a giant having a giant presence there. What would like they they had already come to the decision. It's not like I don't know. Yeah, I know, I mean, but I, I just think of like your educate like okay, how many times have you ran into people? I mean, just look at just look at what this guy writes on his blog, uh, Wayne Parcell. Uh, what's his yeah. name? Parcell? Uh, whatever he writes yeah. on his blog. It's just like you know, I was gonna go through this and read this, but it's just like kind of nonsense. And this is the kind of stuff that we're we're fighting against. And your average person that doesn't know anything about snakes. Yeah, uh, you know, is, is listening to this. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, uh, let me try to see if I can find anything in here that just sticks out to me. That's just nuts. Well, uh, the one the thing people part. that that guy, everybody, you know, everybody really says the fact that he says there, there is no right to keep snakes, and we could say that that's a terrible thing to say, but he's right. He's right. Yeah. There is no nowhere in the Constitution to say that we have the right to keep snakes. It's a privilege that we have, and we don't treat it as such. Is is would be my argument is that we a lot of you know a lot of people out there don't treat it as such. They don't treat it as a privilege, you know. Um, and that's the one thing he did say that I was like, ooh, he kind of he he has he all right he, because it's like uh, we were talking about the gun lobby before. It's easy to send guns. It says in our constitution that we have the right to have them, so it's very easy to right. send that. 
You know, it's very easy to defend that. You can say, it says, our forefathers said that we should have the right to bear arms to protect ourselves against, to protect ourselves not only from other people, but from against the government, right? That was the intention, okay? So that's mm-hmm. the easy thing to defend because it's in the damn Constitution. It's a lot harder to defend something that we are allowed to do, but that we don't have a right to do. Um, and so we, that being such, I, it kind of like, you know, they're all, we have the right to do this, and, you know, this is our right, and they're taking our rights away, and, and I understand that sentiment, but a part of me is like, guys, it's not, it's not our right, and we're not, we can't just say, we can't just, we can't just say, oh, I'm, I, I'm allowed to have, I can keep these things, because that's the way it is, and it's not, and we, we have to see it as such, and we have to be much more careful about things we do, because it's not a right, we do not have the right to keep them. But well, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't the argument be, though, that that I think I think where people are coming from with that is is that basically what I do inside my house is my business. It's my own business, and and that I and would agree. I and that I would agree. In. Stay the hell out. And that, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's so and that's that what I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where the reptile world comes across as no it's not in the constitution however right. who is this guy to tell me what i can and yeah. do, can and do inside my own house you know basically right. fuck off so right <laughs> right. Mean, right and but, that and when you tell fish and wildlife to fuck off they tend to you know you know it, it, no it, this it, is not fish and wildlife this is this no, is right. just u.s you actually right. you tell they just use the fuck off uh, an animal person gets his wings so I, it, the issue comes is that, you, you know, it, the, you're dealing with public perception, number one, which, you know, if we were all breeding guinea pigs, we could probably have a better case with right. public perception. if we had rabbits, right. Exactly. If we were all breeding bunnies. But, oh, forget it. If you but, breed cats, oh, you, you're, you're good to go. I'm, I'm oh, you're well, I told you I'm selling everything and getting kittens. Unfortunately, I'm getting hairless cats. cats so Nobody messes with cats, like, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, so you're fighting against that, and you're also fighting against, you know, the the, the basic thing of, like, <laughs> it, this isn't, there is no reason to do this other than that we find personal enjoyment in it. So, of course, you know, we find it to be a thing that we can't not do and that we have to protect and that we love. But other people see it as like we're just weirdos with a bunch of snakes, which we kinda are, but that's fine. But the the thing is that there's no real reason. There's no great service to the nation, to the state, to our towns that we're doing here. We're not we're not breeding the cure for something or other. We're not producing animals that are going to cause the mass amount of people here a great amount of joy most people in the country hate these things so it it, it does not really seem to be one of those things that like people would be like oh yeah well of course you have to protect it unless you're involved yeah but here here would be my argument for that we talk about invasive species i hear people bring up cats all the time Mm -hmm. i hear Mm -hmm. people bring up you know that's like always their first go-to and i get it right but I think they're forgetting about probably the most invasive species on the planet, which would be us. Right. And if you're really, con- I mean, if you're really concerned about wildlife, shouldn't you be concerned about environments? And here's the problem: yeah. is that I think what the the funny thing is is that we are not 
we breed snakes in captivity, I think for the most part to sort of, I think, I think universally this would probably be the truth to sort of not really take away from the population, the wild population. Right. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, we would, wouldn't, wouldn't we much rather breed in captivity to sort of, I think the only one that I can think of as far as pythons go would probably be ball pythons, right? I mean, they still import those things where thinking they're going to get the next newest morph. Right. I, I, I can see both sides of that fence, but God damn, man. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I don't know. Again, policing ourselves. The of boxes? I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that I'm, I'm any, I don't think I have the right to come along and tell somebody that they can't import a box of ball pythons from Africa when somebody in the Moralia community is importing green trees from Indonesia. Uh, and, and, well, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's very hypocritical. And, we, and, I think, and I think all three of us have wild call animals in their house. Maybe, Correct. I think we do. Yeah. Yes. I do. Yes. Yes. So I got to say so, that you shouldn't do that. That's totally hypocritical. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So uh, for, for me to sit here and say that that shouldn't happen. However, uh -huh. I think that I think that the difference between what what maybe what we're doing and I'm not trying to 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 defend what we're doing and throw somebody else under the bus. But I mean, when you look at like, OK, so you look at my wild caught animals that are in my room. I have Helmet Harris scrub pythons. Well, they don't exist in captivity. I would much rather have captive born and bred ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Owen for the scrubs that you have is the same way. And Zach, Emily, probably your wild good. caught animals is probably along the lines that don't you have IJs that are there, you know, trying to make a new bloodline yeah. of an animal, you know? And to me, I don't know. To me, I guess that's maybe a legitimate thing. I mean, I don't know. Is there a point where an, Maybe we should look at that. I mean, that's the, that's one of those things. Like again, that is a discussion worth having. You know, to me, that's a discussion that that the reptile community as a whole should have, and and the pros and cons of what that means. I mean, are we really bringing it? Are we really bringing in those? I don't even know if it's really the same as it used to be. It might not be. I I, I really don't know. I can't really say one way or the other. I just go by what I hear. Um, but I think. You know, I think that we are in our own way are trying to sort of I don't know about you guys, but I'll speak for myself. Like when I first got interested in reptiles, it was because I was interested in dinosaurs. And when I got interested in, in, in reptiles, it got me interested in the environment and the world and, and wanting to you know, go see what the Everglades look like and go see these, these, you know, look, we talk about it all the time, wanting to go to Australia and see, see where these animals come from. And, you know, man, it would be a dream to go to Papua New Guinea and, you know, and see uh, chondras and IJs in the wild. And, um, you know, all these things that we, if, if we were just about keeping an animal in a box, we wouldn't want to do those things, you know, but yeah. it, we do care about the environment and, and maybe at the end of the day, if you, if you go and educate people about 
snakes. Maybe they will protect the environment a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So like maybe they will recycle or maybe they will, uh, you know, whatever they can do to impact that environment to me, I, I don't know. Maybe they will get out there and say, you know, uh, vote against, uh, you know, taking land when it's for big right, business right. or, you know, if Walmart's showing up to take away uh, a bald eagle's, uh, you know, nesting site or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, uh, right, right. I just think that, 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 that motivates people and, and gives them something that, that excites them. At least that's what it did for me. And I think that, um, you know, I think we have to do a better job at educating those normal everyday people. It's frustrating because what they say is bullshit and we all know it mm -hmm. and you don't want to sit there and get into the debate and it's like, oh my God, I have to take all this yeah. time to talk to this person. But I'm reading this guy's yeah, this blog and, and he says simply on there that the trade in large constricting snakes is fraught with risk. The trade is inhumane with high death rate of snakes who are captured in the wild and often transported for thousands of miles uh, as with so it's many other forms of... <laughs> Trade in wildlife, there is enormous mortality rate during capture, holding, transport, where animals typically don't get fed or watered or denied medical care. In one instance, in 2013, authorities discovered 850 snakes in a garage in a New York area. Animal, um, animal control officer who was selling snakes over the internet. Um, huh. You know. Huh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. So, but here's oh, my oh, thing. They're outraged. Here, here's my other thing. These guys, and this should just show you a, 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 how they're. This should just be a blaring spotlight on what their real agenda is. Um, they're talking about the trade is inhumane with high death rates for snakes who are captured from the wild and transported thousands of miles. Where the frig are these people for the rattlesnake roundups? Where are they? Oh, that's that, but that—that's humane. They're being skinned alive. <laughs> the trade in wildlife. There's enormous mortality rate during capture. As far as I know, everybody it's that's involved in that is a hundred percent. Right? Percent mortality rate. Holding uh, the animals. They don't get fed or watered or denied any medical care. Last time I saw pictures of that, then they throw them in a box. They freaking the gas them with gasoline to get them out of oh the clothes. And then they're skinned alive. And they're denied so, medical treatment. No, no, I'm sorry. There's so, a vet over there eating deep fried rattlesnake dressed from head to toe in a rattlesnake cowboy out. So these guys could give two shits less about, because I can't find anything on their website that has anything about, to do with rattlesnake yep. roundup. Not one thing. Is, but I see on this. this. Blog, you just keep throwing rattlesnake roundup bullshit on there. Just well, If you're listening, just bombard it with rattlesnake roundup stuff because we're going to talk about humane and how we're going to be humane to the animals. Why the hell is that still happening? And then look at this. Listen to this. If you hide, if you hide behind humane treatment of animals, then you better be prepared to show me that you're going to be completely humane to every single goddamn animal on this planet. Uh oh, I got Owen fired up. Well, that Woo! doesn't make any sense. If you're I like going to inhumane. Not anywhere near medical treatment of animals. If you're going to tell me you're going to do this, then how the hell do we still have the issues that we have with every other animal industry on the, in this country? You have the rattlesnake roundup where animals in the millions are put to death every freaking year for no other reason than entertainment. You have issues with 
sick cows being dragged by goddamn bulldozers to a slaughterhouse. So tell me you're going to be humane, and then show me you're going to do it, and then I will try to I know, but, about being humane about the snakes. But Owen, the thing about the thing, the thing that I see is different from what you just said is the fact that you do see them doing stories about, mm-hmm. um, you know, you cattle, yes. and and yes. farming and whatnot. Nothing. And you see these people that go undercover. Well, they, yeah, but they don't say nothing about rattlesnake roundup. Why? Nothing. It, you you can't tell me. That the importation of animals from the wild here, uh, you know, of course, they're not really taken care of when they're collected because those guys don't give a damn. They're just trying to make a buck. So, you know, and and then they're here. And then they're, you, can, you cannot tell me that because an animal was wild caught and is now being well cared for, that it is in the same breath as an animal, as a snake that is taken for the rattlesnake roundup. Like, you can't, how can you not talk about that? You say it out more, all the roundups and all that crap, then you can start bringing this stuff up to me. But you can't sit here and be like, that's an inhuman practice. Yet, in the other hand, you got this going on. that you refuse to even acknowledge it. Where the hell are all these animal rights activists when that's going on? I would love to sit down there and see how many tenths of freaking, you know, ASPCA, HSUS are at the rattlesnake roundups. I haven't heard about a single goddamn one. Right. I know. And it, it, this would be the most telling. I'm going to read the last paragraph, um, which I posted over on the Facebook page. I took a quote from it um, that I saw on the Internet. Um, but this will just give you an idea of, of what it's about. It is much more humane and fiscally responsible to deal with the problems of invasive species through prevention rather than to contain the animals once they become established. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and that's true for snakes, too. The snake lobby, yes, there is one, if you can believe that, has fought these anticipated restrictions on the trade in dangerous snakes for years. They've hired lobbyists and commissioned reports that grossly inflate the the proposed economic losses that the pendant industry would sustain if restrictions of the trade were imposed. Even though these restrictions cover just a handful of the most problematic species and snakes, traders have hundreds of other reptiles to sell. The federal government should have seen through this smokescreen a long time ago. This is not a trade worth preserving. I repeat that. This is not a trade worth preserving. It didn't say this is not a trade for big constrictors worth preserving. This is not a trade. So that includes everything from a leopard gecko to a reticulated python. Um, it is an economic and ecological loser for our country. And this is the part of you the end. Douchebag is what you're telling me. Yeah. I mean, and, mm. and what we're doing is we're fighting between ourselves when we should be educating people about what we do. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. And that's why I say that we fracture bit by bit by bit by bit when we can be – I think that the reptile community can be the most passionate group of people um, as far as hobbies goes that I've ever been with. But I listen to uh, 
Barchak talking about, I don't remember what Joey was on, but he was talking about this when it was going on. And he said he had people that were about to drop, uh, you know, $10,000. Um, they were going to go donate it to us arc and, um, they were getting into the hobby and they bought a bunch of stuff from them and they got into the hobby and they were like, I don't want to deal with this, man. This is the worst group of people that I've ever dealt with. And I'm going to keep these as pets and I don't want nothing to do with the hobby. That's sad, man. It is sad, you know, and I don't, I don't know what, what sector that was or what group that is, but when I hear things like that, it's just depressing, you know, shit. We can't even get this shit together for ourselves, you know, and you got guys out there that are super passionate. Like this guy, that guy that went down there and, you know, here, here he is doing something. Um, going to throw his name out there again matt edmonds and if you didn't see uh what he did he, he this guy is super passionate about retix man he's super jazzed he's been on uh he was just on nick mountain show um mm -hmm. with uh phil goss talking about this mm -hmm. and uh he was on the tv uh there was a news report and he did these videos while i was down there and he was asking um what's his name uh ash what's the guy's name um, yeah I thought it was Ash. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, he was asking the guy questions and he didn't have answers to. So, I mean, I don't know. If you're going to go put this kind of ban in place and you're going to do this kind of thing, you got to be ready to answer some freaking questions. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're going to have people that disagree, at least have an answer to what the guy's asking you. And then he was saying something about if you caught one of the videos, he was saying that um al in the study uh it said that snakes would move up into uh texas or georgia i can't remember exactly where but uh he said that that wasn't in that report and it's just blatant lies like it's just straight out lies that this guy is saying and you know i don't know that's why when the whole fish and wildlife thing like to me they just look incompetent i really do i mean mm. at that press conference when he was a answering questions you know what I mean? If you're going to do this based off of of uh, of the invasive uh, species thing or whatever, then at least have the balls to say what it don't 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 pull politician on people and dance around it. You know, I mean, maybe that's the regular way to do things nowadays, but I don't know. It just seems like a coward way to handle shit. You know, if you're going to say something, then. Freaking stand behind it and say what it is. We might not like to hear it, but at least the guy came there, at least give him his say. And then he just basically shut him down when they didn't want to hear anything more mm -hmm. he had to say, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. I keep saying I don't yep. know. Uh, so a lot of people are saying that right now. So I think I think that this could be um, a good thing in that I think that this could make people really kind of wake up. And I think that this is something that we always have to be on the defense for. And I think Zach, you said it earlier in the show that you know it's kind of like we're all, we're always behind. We're never ahead. You know, it's always like we're playing catch up. 
because we sort of put this stuff on the back burner, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's the route that we, we can go. So hopefully we learn from it and we can move forward and, and progress from this and become more unified and, 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 and join together and work to get stuff done and, uh, you know, settle our, our differences and in-house, um, rather than outside. So I guess on the positive note, <laughs> um, we, uh, just released the, uh, t-shirt, the booster t-shirt yeah. that Mr. Baez has, uh, designed. Uh, we need him. Is, he designs uh, everything for us at this point. Now. You know? Yeah. He's like the in-house I, I, designer. God, if I need a coloring book for like my nephew, I'm going to call back and be like, I need you to design this several pages for me. Yeah, don't do that. You know? <laughs> exactly. See, like, all right. <laughs> um. So yeah, Zach uh, went to work and he put together. Uh, uh, you know, it's basically the same. Uh, yeah, it's a carpet python with the same type of thing. But this year, yeah. is an albino. Oh, a little differently. Yeah, just yeah. A different. I, I kind of. I think that's probably the route I'm going to go. So now I'm just kind of just change it up just a little bit so it's recognizable, but. You know, it has a little bit something different every year. Maybe next year I'll do something else. Maybe next year I'll do a Brettles. Who knows? You know, Ooh, I don't know. I'd buy the hell of that shirt. You know, that would be cool. <laughs> I don't have a Brettles on there. Anything like, so yeah, exactly. So every year I plan on doing like a different, a different type of uh, yeah. carpet. So that should make, right. keep it interesting, you know, but. Absolutely. I thought uh, albino was gonna... fitting because there's going to be a lot of albinos for this year. Albinos are pretty hot right now. And, and um, yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one who's bought the shirt out of the three of us that are sitting here. Yeah, I got to go buy a bunch of them. You damn right you do, because yeah. I can see your name yeah. hasn't popped up yet. So yeah, <laughs> I did go and post it over on the uh, on a couple Facebook pay, uh, page groups, and um, I, I outside of the uh, carpet python world, it's been great. I think a couple people bought it. Well, we set the we set the marker at fifty shirts because we're not trying to shoot for the moon or anything like that. Because we need a certain amount before they will actually print, like always. So uh, we did set it at a lower amount. This way, we do everybody does get their shirts out. Um, right. But I think we've already sold five shirts, and it's only been open since last night. And we have till yeah. April ninth before the booster shuts down. Just like before, when the booster shut down, that's it. So. Do not to get a hold of us on April 10th. You guys have a ton of time to buy your T-shirts. Do it now. Do it early. This way, we you you don't miss out. Uh, every year, there's always somebody who like calls me a week after the booster is closed and it's like, "Can I still get a T-shirt?" No. Go <laughs> yeah. the booster and buy it. Um, if you are out of the United States, we're doing the same thing like we always do. Uh, go to the booster, use your credit card, use your name, but as the shipping address, put down my address, which I can, will provide it to you if you message me on Facebook or email me or anything like that. Uh, you can get my address. This way, the T-shirt will be shipped to me with your name on it. Make sure you put your name. Last year, I got like four shirts for Owen McIntyre. I only ordered one, <laughs> and then I had to find out who the hell these things belong to. So, your name 
put that on there. Right. That way I get it, and I will contact you, and we will ship it to whatever country you're in and get it to you. I know that uh, uh, Darian already is talking about getting his, so and he's got them for every year, so we've done that. Um, yeah, don't delay. Come get your shirt. They're badass. Yeah, and we should – yeah, that's what I was just going to say. All the money is going to your dark to fund the eventual lawsuit that we've just been talking about. Okay. So you guys and gals out there that uh, were wondering what you can do or how you can help, um, this is a way that, you know, you know, Zach donated his time to get the design. Uh, you know, uh, we're donating our time and, uh, to, to get it together and whatnot. And, um, all you do is you get a free shirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty sweet deal, <laughs> you know? So, uh, uh, you know, if you want to support them, then that's kind of the, kind of the way to go. I know that the, what is it? The RAACA, um, the reptile and amphibians charity auction. Uh, they're starting a, uh, a booster, not a booster. <laughs> a, uh, oh, I'm gonna pull it up. Um, they're doing an auction, I guess, for U.S. Art soon, correct? Another one. Yeah, they're doing. A, yeah. yeah, they're doing an auction, um, and it goes from. I want to say it goes from. I'm trying to find a date on here. Sorry. I had the date written down. I want to say it's still April 13th or something. Let's see. Okay. Uh, damn Facebook. Well, he's looking. How is everybody's season going, Zach? You you sitting on eggs yet? Two weeks, man. Two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And which which is funny because that makes uh, the weekend of Carpet Fest going to be when everything's supposed to be hatching. So maybe I'll come home. Shit. To, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, Stripe which Jungles? Happened last year. Yes, your Stripe Jungles. Uh, she will be laying in two weeks. So, yes, she should be hatching. If if the clutch is fertile, I, I don't see it not being. But um, and she's going to be sitting on those bad boys because, you know, I'm returning over here. And so we're looking uh, at yeah, the weekend. The weekend of carpet fest, probably they'll be hatching. So yeah, yeah, you will get your, maybe you'll get them that weekend. Cool, cool. Nice. Pictures of them, that'd be nice, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah. about those. Yeah, but you, we, you know, like that moment where you look at your girl, you're like, I don't think she's grabbing. <laughs> I'm doing that right now. <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. She swelled up. She had a clear ovulation. She has a pre-lay shed. She's laying on her side. She's laying but in I'm a donut. Sure. And and yeah. you don't think that she's gonna lay, you know? Like, but I'm not like, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the three well, weeks between the pre-lay shed and the actual lay date is like, you think that is not gonna happen? Like, is and then oh, when yeah. it happens, you're surprised every time. Every time you're surprised. You're like, oh my Holy god, god, it actually worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the way Holy I feel. God. It's like, oh, it's like a miracle happens every time. You know, it's like, holy crap. All right. Yeah. Uh, there's eggs. Yeah. So. Um, I'm kind of in that mode where I'm like, I don't see anything, but I know she's going to be dropping something. Whether or not they're going to be good or not, I don't know. Um, I'm a little nervous this year because I did some things a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. But these these girls have both of them have produced for me before, so they like the only thing I didn't do was feed on the um, on the warm up. I didn't feed this 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 year because 
frankly, they were way ahead of schedule. Like, they were already have ovulated before the warm-up and everything. So I was like, well, they know what they're doing more than I do. So, um, so I didn't mess with that. But that that is kind of worrying me because I did did do things a little different. So, um, but they should be fine. I'm just being, I'm just getting that deal of nerves you get before. Uh, yeah, before you're, you're doing the same thing I do. You're fine. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. I'm not. I'm never satisfied until they're on eggs. Even then, I'm like, I'm not sure if she's right. in a way and she's sitting on right. eggs. I mean, like it's it, it's one of those things that you you do it every year, and obviously you go through it. Um. I'm excited as hell because guess what's locking up like every day for like the past week and a half has been the shoe at Zebra with the Zebra deck. Nice. So I'm just like, oh, nice. oh, 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 Super Zebra deck thingies. I don't know what they even call them. So I'm all yeah, about that. And, and so uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm revved, man. The brettle both look grab it. I'm ready to roll. I'm just terrified of, with all the moving stuff that I'm just gonna get plug clutches and then I'll just I don't know. <laughs> what do you do when you don't produce anything a year? I mean, uh, so. well, Owen, I might have uh, plenty of stuff for you to sell at uh, your Hamburg shows and fill up your tables. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The problem is, is that I'm too far too high end to go myself. But you, Peon, <laughs> take my snake, well, damage. Take my snake and tell them make money. Listen, Don't give it all to me. <laughs> listen, you jerk off. <laughs> I'm simply stating that my job requires me to work on the weekend. Therefore, I can't just disappear to reptile shows all the time. I'm just oh, trying right. to help you. <laughs> you just career. But yeah, I, which which brings me. I'm going to Tinley um, this weekend. Oh, that's like, right. Totally, totally oh, yeah. on me that it's that it is this weekend. So it is this weekend. You know, it's amazing. Text me your list of what you want me to try to dig up for you, and if you want to send me with cash, I will gladly grab whatever you want. I don't yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so both of you just had that that very tempting sigh in your voice of like, uh, oh. <laughs> so, I got enough good. stuff going I, I think on. That, yeah, I've been good. I haven't bought an animal in a long time. I haven't bought a snake in over a year. It's like, yeah, it's been it's been good. So I've, I've just... let me let me put it this way: there's only one animal that would be there that would cause me to spend money, and you both know what it is. So no upscale. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if if they're there, I'm doomed. All right, I don't even care how much money it is. It just you know, if they're there, I'm toast. If they're not there, I can so probably put off every other animal that's there. Yeah. Like I can wait, or it's later. Okay, female rough skills. I'm gonna lose every time. So, yeah. hopefully they're not. Um, <laughs> to jump, not to jump back, but the. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I, I want to squeeze this in before we stop going live. Do it, um, do it, do it. One of the uh, one of our listeners, you guys all know him, uh, K KJ. Uh, what's his last name? I can't see it from the thing. Uh, Clusen, Clusener, you yeah. guys, you you'll know who he is from Morelia Pick of the Week. And uh, anyway, he's he's been asking me for a while to do a Carpet Python Hall of Fame. I think it's a really good idea. And something, what I mean by that is to like touch on some <laughs> yeah Hall of Fame, right? Um, but to touch on like animals, like for instance, PC Poster Child. 
Madame uh, Blueberry. So not, this was the thing that me breeder, and you were talking not about. Not a breeder Hall of Fame, the animal. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Which honestly brings up Makes a couple sense. of points. Um, it's not for nothing, but I think that, and I'm very bad at this, you know, but I used to think Owen, you're mm. probably going to say I'm a dick after I say this sentence, but you, probably <laughs> you, you used to have like, you used to have these really cool names. Well, I shouldn't say you used to have, but you had these cool you, names. Like, and I'd be like, how did you come up with these names? And then some of the newer names, I'm like, all right. So he's probably run out of his cool name list. And now he's got have. Some other <laughs> So I, I don't feel like such a tool bag anymore when I name my animal something, you know, like I named my animal shimmer or something. And you said some, oh, I can't remember what you said the other day. And I was like, his cool name list is gone. He's now done. He's on the Ooh. list of the, the B the oh. B name list. I can't remember what name it was, but anyway, well, a lot of them, the point a lot is, of them I have the reserve uh, animals because I want it. His so. his, uh, his uh, blood is named something funny. What what, what is your blood yeah, blood's name? Blood blood's name is Reese. <laughs> like yeah, Reese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Reese. Exactly. That's a rabbit. I so, it's kind of like Shipper, like, all right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Shipper's a little funny, too, Eric. Let's be honest. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm not going to say that it's not. <laughs> I'm not sitting here denying like this is the coolest name. I'm just saying that my my list of names were just like. a lot of them, so you run out of the cool names. Also, I refuse to repeat names, which is why everyone's yelling at me, because the rough scales are Romulus and Vulcan. And they're like, why isn't it Romulus and Remus? Because they're brothers. Well, I had a Remus, and he's dead, and I refuse to re reuse names. So, it's, oh, okay. I mean, that helps with it. Well, here's the other thing. Like, my male names are easy for me to come up with because I just are. name it after gu guitar players. No, I do. Yeah. Like, Satch is for Satriani, Joe Satriani. Vi is for Steve Vi. I have one named uh, ZZ after ZZ Top, uh, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just got all these names after guitar players, which is, you know, it's great. But yeah, with totally email names, it's just like, what the hell do I call this? It's hard. Emails are hard. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Shimmer. But, but then my, I think my, of... Yeah, my my uh, Blue Tongues are all named after uh, characters from Mad Men. There's plenty to go around there. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. So, like go. my my favorite male, his name is Don Draper because I hope he he you know embodies all of Don Draper. Right, and gets yeah, the job done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, you. All my female carpets, well, most of them are named after uh, female jazz singers. So there you go. You know, Errol, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, and you know that type of stuff. Well, so yeah, there you go. because I kind of adopted something because when I was when I was at college, they would breed the horses and. Um, when they would breed the horses, they would have a year thing for the horses. So all Those the babies are born, all the babies born in two thousand like seven, all were named after alcohols. Like they had Kahlua and Jaeger and all sorts of crap. And those are right. all the poles for the year. And they had like twenty of them. So I've been kind of doing that. Like this year, like almost everything in my collection that was new was named from like characters from Game of Thrones because those are the books I was reading for most of this year. I've, I've read the entire series. So like my nice. entire anything that was new this year is a freaking uh, it comes from a you know Lord, uh, Game of Thrones book series. So who's the imp? Uh, I haven't had him <laughs> yet. I got a I got a Taisha. I got a ghost. So you know they're they're here. 
So, um, I know, but you think my my super zebra will be the imp because you'll have a little. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, he should be on what's his freaking the cripple kid. What's his? There you go. But anyway, you, I guess it brings up a good point that, um, you know, naming your snakes gives them this, I don't know, like this sense, especially like, I think, I think it's more so with Morelia. It's probably maybe, maybe in Bloods too, but um, Bloods and Short Tails, but I see it a lot in Chondros and then I see it spill over into carpets uh, somewhat. You got like animals like Madame Blueberry, which is kind of the goofiest name ever. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here talking about Shimmer is kind of a weird name, but come on, Madame Blueberry. Like, (laughs) what the hell? But anyway, that's like, uh, that's a really, uh, it's a really popular coastal carpet. Um, You know, I think that that's going to require, I don't know if I necessarily can do it off the top of my head to make sure that I hit everything as accurately as possible. But right. I think that, that that's a show that uh, definitely needs to happen because I like all that back history. I think that uh-huh. that's uh, something that I always sought out um, as far as uh, when I was getting into carpets. Um, so I True. think that that's something that uh, definitely will be happening really close yeah, in the cool. near future. I mean, we, we really have a lot of – there's Gamma, there's Poster Child, there's uh, Herman, you got Benjamin, you know uh, – you know, and then and then you have uh, you know other ones, Hannibal. One. You know, there's other the ones in pairings tiger. and clutches. Yeah, that yeah. don't necessarily have names, but um, are definitely like I, I would put them in there as a Hall of Fame carpet python or lineage that you would want an animal from, et cetera, et cetera. So right. right. I, I remember when I got into it, you know, when I heard all those names, I didn't know any of those animals, you know. Mm-hmm. So I could I I could imagine that, you know, anybody listening to this knew it would be good to have a show like that, just to familiarize yeah. with kind of the because when we almost speak a different language, you know, when we go to like Carpet Fest, like we'll all be talking mm-hmm. about things and if somebody had no idea what we're talking about, it would be it's really strange. Yeah. yeah, it would be like, oh, yeah, like this and that and this guy and this guy. If you don't know all the names, then, you know, you can learn them very quickly. I learned them very quickly, but you have to be exposed to that, you know. It helps Absolutely. with pictures and you can put names to, I guess, like animals and then you know what you're doing here. So, yeah. there's a lot of you, so it shows you pictures and says, like, this is Madam Blueberry. It's like, oh, now I understand oh, wow. what all those MPD yeah. things are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. MPD. She's pretty incredible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, you know, maybe we can give some lineage and whatnot and, yeah, and, uh, you know, talk about, uh, people that work with them and et cetera, et cetera. So that's something that, uh, we'll be, uh, putting together, but yeah, it seems takes like a, a lot of while because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of research that goes into Especially that. Especially when show. you have one guy doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So, uh, we're still, still putting together the, uh, the tiger, to, to, you know, because I think that's another one that that we try to hit on is um, I'm gonna like we're gonna go through the morphs one by one for carpets, right? And we did you know jag, we did a jag show, tigers yep. next, and then granite, and you know go down the line, and 
and and hit on the same things that we hit on because uh, you know I think that that's uh, I don't know that that stuff out there and maybe people you know people that are been doing carpets for a while that would be a show that they wouldn't listen to but for well, new maybe people we, it's like a refresher anyway yeah 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 absolutely yeah. you know yeah. I, I don't know um anyway I, I I'll get back to uh, well real quick I'll throw these dates out so the auction. For the U.S. Uh, ARC charity auction, uh, they're taking donations now. Um, it's going to be March 15th to the 22nd. Um, and uh, they're looking for donations now. So I guess you can go over to their Facebook group page, uh, which is yeah. R-A-A-C-A Auctions. And um, you can uh, submit um, – your information there um, for your donation. So there's another way that you can get involved and 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 donate uh, something to the auction. And uh, you know, a lot of people have stepped up, and I know these guys are have raised a ton of money um, in uh, their past past times. Um, yeah. You know, past auctions that they've done. So that's another way you can support them. Uh, yeah. I would say that uh, you really don't need to do the uh, petitions at this point. To me, I don't know. That time has come and gone. Um, <laughs> the, the, the things, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Before those come across me. It just seems like a, a waste of time, I guess. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I would, yeah, to me. in the right place, but, yeah. Correct. Does it makes you feel it's, better, but Zach said earlier the decision has been made. You're not going to change Absolutely. their minds at this point unless you take them to court. So, yeah. So all of our eggs. At some point, are, lawyers need to be involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, all like, of people our people are judge you on purpose. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? At some point, like, dude, I got to take your ass to court because you're not going to listen to me. So right. we're, we're going to have a judge decide. Like, yeah, absolutely. So we're right. at that point right now. <laughs> yeah. So the and best thing you can uh, do is donate to the fund. That's the best thing you can do, guys. Absolutely. Is donate to yes. that fund. Yep. $5, $10. I mean, there there you know, there's there's a lot of us out there and if everybody donated $5, that would be a huge amount of money. Yep. Yeah. But the thing of it is that this can't end. You know, this has to be a constant thing because like I said earlier, we're going to be fighting the US government uh, in court. So uh, they're probably going to try to to wait us out, you know, um, especially because they probably don't want it to get to that level. Yeah, because you know, they probably they, have they all don't the want it to get the there. And, they, they and, and think lose. about how many times they uh, they they switch judges three times. What does that tell you? Mm -hmm. yeah. What does that tell you? They're trying to wait yeah. us out and see if we just fold and just give up. Now we got to stick right. it out, and the best way we can do that is by providing them the funds and the money they can. To get their lawyers and their lobbyists there, that's not cheap. Lawyers are expensive, and we got to pay for yeah. that. That's it. Yeah. So at Carpet Fest, what we're going to be doing also is be doing an auction um, yes. at Carpet Fest. So uh, we stay tuned for um, when uh, we're going to be taking, um, putting together uh, everything for for the auction. So yeah, our own auction. Uh, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a snake, uh, and it doesn't no. have to be a gift gift, uh, gift card for a snake. Uh, it can be anything, you know. I mean, if you, uh, I don't know, 
hell, if you if, can... Uh, if you want to go and can... buy a stat system and put it up in the auction, that's fine. I mean, yep. if you want to do anything yep. with that. Maybe you, uh, I don't know, maybe somebody listening is somebody that puts together cages and they want to donate a cage. Maybe uh, they... Um, uh, maybe they, they do feeders and they want to donate, uh, you know, gift card oh, for, uh, for rodents. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they maybe, make their own uh, moonshine at home. Yeah. Maybe they make a bunch <laughs> of alcohol. Maybe yeah. you make your own beer. You want to auction beer off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe they found a really disgusting type of vodka when they were in Alaska and they want to bring that to auction off. I mean, yeah. By the way, fellas, I have some nice Cuban cigars for us at Carpet Fest. Just saying. I'm nice. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and while well, I was looking up that uh, the last, well, the last thing really I wanted to hit on is I wanted to get in on that conversation with you guys when you're talking about your breeding and whatnot. And um, oh, no, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I know it's kind of weird though. This this year. Um, hmm. Females that I thought weren't going to go, for instance, my M pen that I bred with, um, that I put with the Sylvester male, I didn't yeah. think she was going to go, you know? And then I fed her. Mm. Well, I fed her twice, and now I noticed that she's ovulated, and I've noticed locks. Right. I did the same thing mm. with um, Carmel Zebra uh, and Super Carmel Zebra Jag. Um, I put them together, noticed locks, I fed her. I'm telling you, man, the secret to this, that I don't, it's, you feed them and I fed them twice. Like last year, I only fed them once, but this year I fed them twice because it seemed like they weren't kind of like ready to go or so, you know, it seemed like they were late or something. And yeah. the couple females that I had that I thought had their pre, like the caramel head albino um, female who I thought had her prelay had what it only happens over here is a pre ovulation shed. <laughs> oh, so, exactly. Every time, every time Eric says that, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Huh? I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. And I know you have experienced this. Eric has experienced this a few times yeah. over the seasons, right? I know you have, but I've, yeah. you're the only person I've ever heard of him that has had it. Yeah. So I, I, way I, back I, when I was first breeding carpets, I talked to Nick about it and I was like, you know, Nick, I'm very frustrated. This is what happened. We went over my records of what I was keeping and I was talking to him about it. And he basically was telling me he think he thought that my females were having a pre ovulation shed. So basically with ovulation kicking in, they kind of like expand a little bit. And I'm wondering if that has to do with my feeding. So if I'm not really feeding, yeah, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden their body swells, I, it would make sense that, um, you know, that they would go into a shed. So I was miss see, I was seeing that as, oh, this is prelay because they would really, you know, swell. I'm thinking, oh yeah, I saw locks all through the winter. Good to go. This is a done deal, you know, and it's not. <laughs> so like you could really get screwed up if yeah. you're breeding. And and that happens, um, but luckily, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, I did. I, you know, I was like, I was like, oh shit, I pulled all the males, and then it was weird. I was like, something told me to put the albino back in with her, and I put them in, and the next day I came in, and they're locked, and I'm like, 
Huh. I don't think that that the I don't think that they have sex just for the fun of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't think it's yeah. like uh, I was just gonna she, steal yeah, a little piece. Yeah, she wouldn't be receptive. Yeah, no. Yeah, if she, she was grabbing. Energy, no. He wouldn't waste the energy if she if she was grabbing. It doesn't make sense. It's just you know, no. So Right. That's that's crazy. And you felt her, Zach. You felt that girl. You looked at her yeah. and you're like, Oh, she's good to go. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah, I thought so too. But apparently not. But now, like now they're they got that really solid feel. You know, so uh, now yeah. I really think that they're they are and it's and when we were looking at the snakes before you could tell that um, the, that the swell has moved down into the yeah. lower part of the body. So where it should that, be for that, right now. Okay. Correct. Cool. So to me, that tells me that, uh, that I might have a lot of a uh, lot of uh, carpet pythons. But the cool thing mm-hmm. is, is that I guess I keep my females smaller, so my clutches aren't as big. Clutches. Yeah. So I have smaller you're, you're clutches. You're looking at what? Ten to twelve more variety. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at too. Ten to twelve, this is what I what I do. Like yeah. maybe 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 up to sixteen sometimes. Maybe I have one sixteen yeah. clutch once, but yeah, it's small clutches over here too. So, I think what I got going on, and I don't want to jinx myself, so I'm going to knock on wood real quick. But I got um, the two tiger clutches. Uh, wow. One's uh, out crossed. Uh, citrus tiger and the other one is a tiger bred to a jaghead exanic um i got um probably super well super caramel zebra jag to a caramel zebra um i got uh zebra head albino caramel head albino um Outcross, no, I don't think she's grab it. I got N pen, like really nicely striped. Hopefully, we get some striped coastals. Um, N pen, yeah, it's just yeah, straight N pen. Yeah, I want straight <laughs> N pen. Um, and then I got the outcrossed ones, which is N pen and Sylvester. Oh, I, I uh, want to see those so bad. I can't wait for those. Yeah. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, I'm forgetting. Doublehead Snows. Uh, and then Citrus Tiger to uh, Super Caramel Zebra Jag. That's mm. kind of a – oh, yeah. And then my Caramel Girl, which <laughs> had the Caramel Jag and the Caramel Girl together. And yeah. I think she's gravid. So, Uh-oh. Caramel Jags and Super Caramel Jags and Super Caramels and all that stuff. So I'd like to see what your uh, Super Caramel Jags would look compared to mine. Because I know that we have caramels that are just so different from each other. Yeah. So Yeah, so it should be should be uh should be a fun season. And the funny thing is is that poison ivy ovulated, but mm-hmm. I didn't put her with anything. So ah. I, I I, I didn't want to take the chance. I didn't. Yeah. I just didn't want to take the chance. You know, I want to save her for next year and breed a uh, back to the one breed yeah. a son back to her. And see what happens. Yeah. So. Have you been feeding him up or what? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Eric feeding or Owen feeding? But Eric feeding or Owen feeding? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm because in Owen feeding. If you want him to breathe, yeah, you got to Owen feed him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Think about right. think about uh, what do you call it though? Think about um. Well, you guys know because you're on the message, but every it seems like every other weekend, I was getting um. Uh, live stuff just to get them going. You know, right. I wasn't even wasting wasting time with trying to get them to go. Like it's like, okay, I'm just gonna go live. What are you, you All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so which That's is actually pretty chicken. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. But you get your chicken. But um, don't care. Yeah, I'm trying to get my exotic jag male big enough to breed next year. With my caramel female, oh. that's a it's a big bill. <laughs> so I'm not sure uh, we're we're Owen feeding to the max over here. So come on, Owen, you can 300 grams. That's all he needs. 300 <laughs> grams. Right yeah. I have such great faith in me now because of what you guys are doing with that little worm of a male. Oh so, my god, <laughs> it's ridiculous. My expectations of the weight I need to get him at have dropped significantly. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you also have to well, realize he, the male is also five years old. Isn't he? He's like four years old. He may be 300 grams, but he's like four years old. So True. true. So he's already producing you know, internally. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's mature. Mm-hmm. He's tiny, mm-hmm. but he's a mature male. So uh, I, I've read a uh, year and a half olds before, um, tigers, right, so but never, never anything that, you know, the, the females were never as big as Venus is. So... That's oh, yeah. the tricky part. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, when you got a big female and a tiny male. You worry yeah. she's gonna crush him. When I know. <laughs> oh my god. You're like no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Don't say that. Uh, <laughs> I I had so. that problem here too. I'm like, I hope she does not crush him. Like, I really <laughs> hope he just stays out of her way and like is able to ride her. Let's <laughs> just like stay on. T- I was like, because this could be bad, because, yeah, yep. tiny, but if yeah. you just stay out of the way, it seems to work, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, he got it done. Well, let's hope he got it done, so. Let's hope something happens. Yeah. yeah, striped jungles are probably going to be, that's going to be badass. And you know what? Uh, that project for me, I have quite a number of unrelated striped animals to go with. With him, that, especially that one yeah. I got from you, Zach. That fe- one female, the real dark one, with yeah. the stripe down her yeah. back. Oh, yeah. dude, that thing is turning out I so. Seen her. I haven't seen her in a long time. I have to. I have oh, to, I have to yeah. She's gonna oh, be yeah, one of those ones you say. Yeah, you're gonna say, "What did I do?" <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, that's the uh, that's the caramel version of you know, it's the jungle version yeah. of the caramel that I sold you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sorry, guys. But okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a, a tried and true trick. That I don't know if it's a trick or whatever. But I, I maybe you have to feed the way that I know. Me and Zach kind of feed very similar, uh, so mm-hmm. it seems to work. But as soon as you start putting those uh, that food to the female after she comes up, man, that's like a that's like a trigger that you flip the light switch on and they're ready to go. Like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Food, boom. So, yep, absolutely. It work. It, it does work. It, it really does work. If you find your female's not doing anything, it doesn't hurt. So it, it's certainly not going to hurt the process. 
as long as you keep the keep the meal small, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't yeah. go feed a jumbo rat or like a freaking rabbit or something when your female's <laughs> trying to develop follicles. Probably not getting enough room in there. I don't think our relationship going to work so well when she's full of turd. But you know, keep the meal small and and yeah, it's per- perfectly fine. Um, yeah. But it's it's definitely weird. I you know last year my female was in the middle of a shed on eggs while uh, they were hatching. Wow. Never seen that before. Wow. She shed um, two days after the eggs hatched. I mean, she was blue. The pictures I have of them hatching in her coils, she's blue. Her eyes are totally blue. Wow. don't know why. I didn't feed her. I don't know what was going on there. I, I don't know. Huh. She, she shed, like, literally right then. Weird. That's Maybe so she cool. felt like it was winding down. I don't know. Because I know they usually shed pretty, pretty quickly after going through maternal. But it's usually because after they're done, you feed them. You know what I mean? And so then that's when they start to shed again. Um, but she did it before I even fed her. She just, she was shed out automatically. She went right back on food and she, she built follicles this year. I should probably should have bred her, but I was trying to get rid of the year off, especially since she, uh, maternal last year. So, uh-huh. but she probably huh. would have went. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Very weird. Very weird. Maybe it's, maybe it's the Philadelphia water, man. We should, <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should probably look into that because, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, yo, it's it's the John, man. That's what it yeah, is. It's the John. <laughs> nah, 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 dude. It's the John. It's the cheesesteak. Whiz wit. Nah, dude. <laughs> That's a word that yo. can be put in everything, but no one can explain to me what it is, okay? It's the John, man. Listen, man. A John is just anything. It doesn't have to be a thing. I know. It's annoying. She could be a John. He, Noun, she, verb, it. adjective. Be a John. <laughs> John and the John and the John and the John. You know that John over there. <laughs> Owen's Owen's one of those Western Pennsylvanians. Oh, okay. I he, he, he likes here. the Steelers, you know. He's one of those guys, you know. In Whatever. Bands and Pittsburghy. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's from he's from Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> especially especially where he lives now. My goodness. Okay, I'm telling you right now. You do you, oh. boo. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, boo-boo. That is so funny. Uh, no, but, you should have you know, put, put that on the back of the shirt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen, that may limit the amount of people that will buy the shirt. got to be honest. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Can you that, see how we're wearing that shirt? Did you see Howard yeah. wear that shirt? I don't think so. No, I would. No. <laughs> Who put this bullshit on this shirt? <laughs> what the fuck is it? What are you people doing? I don't know. Owen lost his mind. Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Owen, I'm very jealous that you're going to be a Tilly, man. I'm very jealous. I'm jonesing mm-hmm. for some, some ret- reptile uh, happenings, man. I really am. I cannot wait till I'm really, I'm, I just can't wait. I'm really hoping it's going to be a good show. Um, we're leaving it. 2 a.m. on Friday morning, so yeah, wow. I'm pretty wow. sure I'm just not going to sleep Thursday, so it's whatever. Because I got to make sure that everything's good here, and then I got to drop off my dog at my sister's place. So it's like, um, are you flying? No, 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 we're driving. Who's driving? Andrew and I. Ah, oh, Andrew's going. You didn't tell me yeah. that. Yeah. 
He's never been, and apparently there's a lot of monitor stuff that's starting to cook up, and he wants to look at oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He says by next Tinley, he should have two clutches of white-throat eggs, and he wants to go with us and just have a table at Tinley as well. So. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's a little road trip. There you go. Yeah. I wish, yeah, I wish I was going. I have it on my calendar at work, but I couldn't get off, so it didn't work. But at least one of us will be there to represent. You better reporter. Are you kidding me? Great. Yeah. I'm not the one you want to talk to either. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you have to be. Uh, you have to put on your politically correct um, suit. <laughs> right. Because you're rep- you, you don't only represent yourself, Owen. You know. I know. I know. I have to behave. <laughs> What's that? He ain't here. You know, wait for me. It's so funny because, like, I don't look at myself as older than you guys. So I don't know. I just like, but in reality, I'm like 10, maybe 15 years older than you guys. So it's like, yeah. um, whenever, uh, whenever a situation happens, you know, Owen's like, he's that 20 year old dude. He's like, I'm ready to kick some motherfuckers' ass. I'm, ready to <laughs> I'm just going to start bashing people with trees. <laughs> I'm like Owen, <laughs> and then and then Eric's like, I'll handle this. You stand over there. All right, and then, uh, I go over there. So, <laughs> and, and it's works. like, and, and I said, there there comes a point, and then after that point, it's like, all right, I'm, screw this shit. Release Owen. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> that's that's point. Eric's like, all right, I'm done with this. Go get it. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, so you know, it's. Uh, it's, Eric, Eric is public relations. You know, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be. He's a calm, cool, collected one. You would have believed that for with some of the rants, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. I think I handle myself pretty calm when situations arise. But I, I agree. That's why you're fine with it. You know. Yeah. That just comes you from have, my job. You have no man. listeners if I was involved with that stuff. None. <laughs> they would all be gone. <laughs> Yeah, and if we don't, who cares? So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. we talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Owen's so quick to uh, swing that band hammer, and Eric's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Now, <laughs> like, I got it, I got it. This guy's pissing it's fine, me off. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to like, <laughs> We're banning this mother. Don't He's gone. Getting him out of here. He's pissing me off. Yeah. So. And, and Owen's tolerance over the last few years has gone less and less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Owen, you're not going to warn him first? Nope, gone. Nope, no warning. <laughs> gone. Get out. You're out. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Goodbye. Nope. I was going nope. to – yo, yesterday you posted up um, – you posted up a Savu Python. Um, yeah, my Savu. Right, you pick of the week. And I was gonna be. I was gonna say. I was gonna go and post on your thing. Since when did this become a liasis forum? It I, clearly I says at the top. Morelia pick of the week. If you want to post, I would have removed you, <laughs> you, you post, from the group. Just call. Remember, I'm the super user. So damn it. <laughs> Unbannable. <laughs> the group was created on I my computer. From his own group? <laughs> uh, Crap. How do you do that? That's not even possible. Uh, I'd try. It's not even possible. <laughs> you know. 
somehow Owen would reverse hack my computer or something. Yeah. But anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh man, because they were cool. And then somebody was like, glasses are not really. I'm like, you know, we put other things in here. I wanted to fire back, but we put other things in here than Morelia sometimes. But I just, I just let it go. I'm just like, I'm done yeah. stopping. I don't I'm care. like, Dude, I was gonna play. They, they complained about the Condros. Remember that? I know. Oh yeah. And we know. Are you serious? A, it's Morelia I put a, because a lot of us do Morelia, but we still have people like put white lips in there every once in a while. I'll throw my taboos in there every once in a while. The olives, if they ever stop moving long enough for me to take a picture of them, you know, yeah. it's okay. Just if you put a yeah, ball in, in there, I'm going to ban your ass. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's that. everything else is maybe. Next thing I know, there's going to be royal pythons on this thing. No royal. <laughs> none. Hey, listen, oh, I, I, I'd rather see non-Morelia in Morelia Pick of the Week than Morelia in Morelia, et cetera. That's my opinion. Mm. Mm. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I thought the whole idea was this, is to post, like, pics of stuff that other stuff we keep. You know? Yeah, here's here's thing I, hate, I hate it when, like, there's one guy who takes his picture of his, like, whatever and puts it in every single group. And because he's my friend, I have, like, my, all of a sudden it's, like, 12 notifications on Owen's Facebook the same page picture? this person yeah. posted it in every single goddamn thing. And it's just yeah. a straight line of this one thing. So oh, yeah. I threw them in the pick of the week rather than taking the Savus out, throw them in the Liasis group, and then throwing them in Morelia, etc. There it is. Go look. Done. <laughs> Done. It's a miracle I even took pictures, okay? Come on. I know. That yeah, was boy, my other comment. I, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. By the way, I want to tell you, I've been noticing those pictures, my friend. Very good well, job. I, I I have been listening despite what I do. So um, I set <laughs> yeah, up good. I have, and I actually took all my lights that I use in the show for displays, and I hung them all around the light tent, and they're going in at, like, all sides. It's like a ring of lights right into this light tent. And then I just put clean paper towels down and take the picture of the snake, and it wipes out all the paper towels, and the snake pops out. Nice. Now, now, now that I made that wonderful new logo for you, you know I could always make it into a watermark. You know what I mean? You know, the, you business, the business cards arrived a few days ago, and the tablecloth that I even told you about Whoa. is arriving. Whoa, wait, is the tablecloth white? The tablecloth is a thick black tablecloth with a white runner, and then the white runner has a flag on it. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> that's go. gonna be nice. The I next like show, that. Next, next show we do, we're going to look cool. So I can't wait. You mean? Yeah. Don't you mean cooler? Cooler, cooler. We're gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> look so high end. I can almost be. You gonna look too Eric. high end for Eric? Too, I'm too <laughs> high end for Eric now. I'm way too you high can, end for Eric now. You can Eric almost split. The of his game. Yeah. Here comes the plasma screen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know, Stand every there. time Eric goes into, like, uh, Sears or something like that, he's always looking at those screens thinking to himself, one day, it's going to happen. It's true. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. there's one there's one at my um, that I have at my work, and it sits up mm -hmm. on top of the gift card rack. And I'm like, one day this is going to go on half price, and I'm going <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> I want to buy it. I mean, really, pictures on it. Yeah, that's it's awesome. high end, baby. Oh, but Tinley should Cuba, be cool. Yeah, carpet fest. Yes, yeah. carpet fest, carpet fest. But wait, 
I want to tell everybody needs to go. And I don't want to see these Maryland guys. I'm worried about the Maryland guys. I've got to be honest. Because You're a little worried that they they're go not going to come out and make the trek? Yeah. I'm, I'm worried that they're, they're going to, you know, I don't know. They're, 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 they're going to come. They're going to come. They better I, come. I have, faith, I have faith in, you know, everybody from Maryland. They're, they're going to make the trek up. I know they are. All right. All right. All right. And people, people, you know, above the New Jersey border up there, you know who I'm talking about. You guys better be there, too. Because now <laughs> I moved north. So there's no more excuses. Excuses yeah. are over. You better be there. Well, our good buddy Bill's Bill. coming. Yeah. yeah. He's come all the way from Texas. Nobody has anything to say. Everybody better Bill's be there. flying in. It's great. He's like, he's like, oh, what's your closest airport? I'm like, really? He goes, it's an hour and six minutes away. How about Harrisburg? I'm like, it's an hour and five minutes away. He goes, where are you? Yeah, and then we can. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, and then we can uh, pick but, him up from Philly. We can take him from Philly. Yeah, well, he, I can't yeah. fly to Philly, but he's gonna he's gonna rent the car, and then he's driving up and meeting us here around noon on Saturday because we haven't really set the time for when Carpet Fest will begin. It's just it's May 30th. I thought we did later in the afternoon before. I'm not sure. Typically, we've always made it three, but I think people I show up. You know, I think if people show like up at noon, I'm not going to care. I'm going to be ready. Well, I want to talk to Bill because I think it's ridiculous that two of us live in Philadelphia and he's going to have to rent well, a car. I thought, aren't you guys coming up Friday to set up? Yeah. Yeah. You won't be in Philly. It, it, his flight comes in on Friday night. I saw it. Oh, it does? Yeah. He's gonna be. I think he po- he posted his flight times on Facebook. Oh, if he, if I he believe he's gonna Friday be in night. Philly at seven o'clock. Yeah, reach out to Bill because if he comes in Friday night, if you guys want to come over here, he can hang out. And then I know he's staying at the hotel down the road, though he's not staying here. So yeah, I mean, but we could drop him off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I'll talk to Bill. I'll talk to Bill. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I'm trying to make it as all easy right. as possible for everybody to show right. up to this place. I don't want to hear no excuses. Okay. Gonna have good food. Yeah, we're Damn straight. Stuff together. Good alcohol. Mojito chicken. Mojito chicken. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. I'm bringing yeah. double this time because last time it went so quick that I probably should bring double. Uh, yeah. Howard's bringing crabs, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's all Howard. I'm sure. Crabs. I'm sure Eric's gonna bring uh, his roast beef. Yeah, Eric's yep. gonna bring the roast beef. I have to figure out what I'm gonna do. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Um, and I have committed my, to man my, the grill all day, if that's what it takes to get the food out. My, so. my, my father may be coming. Oh, no. Jim from Morgantown? <laughs> Sweet. Jim from Morgantown going to be there? Oh, my God. That, I think that means Rob Stone's somehow, coming. I think that means Rob Stone's coming. And now I can't stop him. So, um, uh, uh, my stepmother. Rob Stone just bought his ticket. So, anyway, that might be happening. Ah, that's awesome. He's going to be like, so, son, when are you going to hook up with a girl or something? That's that's crazy. Shut up, What the hell? We don't need to relook these things, okay? Oh, man. God, and he doesn't need ammunition. He does not need ammunition for the likes of you people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Rob was just waking up. He's going to be listening to this tomorrow morning. He's going to spin his coffee all over his spot. Jim Jim from Morgantown in the house. Oh, my God. God, oh, that's great! I love hey, it. Hey, hey, wait, wait, being, wait, being that, being that it's gonna be in a, in a, at your yeah. house. Yeah. 
Maybe, That's maybe, right. maybe, are we going to do a shout out from from Carpet Fest this year? We haven't done it in the past. Well, it's little, little, little. hard to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, hard to do, to do that. I almost wish. Uh, we could get a, you know I what? Wish, I almost wish if we had a GoPro, we could have somebody like film Carpet Fest and then we could like edit it and put a movie up, and that's it. Actually, I you have a uh, GoPro. I have a really good video camera now. So uh, here we go. See. Yeah. So I don't think we should yeah, do but that. Wait, 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 wait. Calling. Does this thing happen at Carpet Fest? Like, you know, things happen at Carpet Fest that should not be talked about kind of things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this at is true. Fest, I, at Carpet Fest. I, I, you know, because I, I remember Eric promising somebody animals, which I don't think he remembers. True. No, no, I know. It's true. in my book. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was like, wait a minute. How, how I know I'm you're really not just sad. drunk and you're going to remember this. He's like... <laughs> And then, and then Eric whips out his copy book. I almost died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, if it goes in the book, then it's legit. <laughs> then it's legit. Then it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah he's Eric like, was following the people, all kind of things. It was, it was kind he's, of like, like, he's like, oh, my God, he's writing it down in the book. And it's all scribbled in there, like all drunk handwriting and all whatnot. <laughs> He'll be able to read that later. And I think yeah. this was like five minutes before you got sick on crabs. Oh, yeah. 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 It was great. This year, though, um, I will make it through the auction at least. <laughs> oh, God, I did that last year. No, I last, know, but I made it a little you know, longer. The year before, he was sick as shit. I mean. Yeah, I know. It's that Maryland weather, man. It gets me every time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe PA will be better. Let's see. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a good time for sure. No doubt. Just to see yeah, me like, drunk is probably worth the price of admission. Um, sure. I'm trying to see if, if I can promise you the world. You'll be like, oh, you'll be the first one in on that clutch. <laughs> yep. I always I'm a man of my Eric, word, you, man. As as Eric, man, Eric, you you get real you get real generous when you you know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I could have probably been like, so can I have the first first uh, divs at your poison ivy clutch? I think you would have said yes. Actually, I think yeah, you, you probably would have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's you are on that list anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it's the truth. This <laughs> before I was drunk. I wasn't. I wasn't promising anything that wasn't legit. But right, you got to right, wait. Right. I mean, I'm just giving people incentive to go. All I'm saying. <laughs> if you want to get some free carpet pythons, then bring Eric get some Eric beer. loaded, and then ask yeah, Eric. Yeah. And ask Eric. You think uh, an albino zebra jag could be in my future? Check it out, my man. I will hook right you up with here. the jaw. Don't worry. The name's in here. You're in. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my copy book. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> you know what the sad part is? It's exactly like that. That's pretty much. Yeah. pretty much exactly how it goes. Oh, man. If, it's not about the money for me, man. It's only about. It's about hey, listen, getting people just bring, happy. Just bring that I'm apple. I'm trying to inspire greatness, man. Inspire greatness. <laughs> just bring the apple. Just, just bring the apple moonshine. And don't worry. You'll be giving everybody free carpets. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. This is true. Your this father better be making a, a nice case of that, my friend. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to want to try it. Oh, yeah. It's quite delicious. That is quite delicious. I have... um. I think I have four jars of it now, but before uh, you make it, it properly, enough, it too, otherwise you 
entire carpet community goes blind. So <laughs> the thing of it is, is that when you drink it, it really doesn't taste that. Like it doesn't have like you're drinking like really strong alcohol. That's why you which know is really deceptive. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you drink it and you're like, ah, oh, this tastes pretty good. Drink it down and you drink and then, more than you should have drank. And then the next thing you know, you're like, oh my god. Then yeah, everybody has that story. Yeah. Everybody yeah, has that story of their first their first experience with light beer. Everybody has a story where they sit next to the cake with of light beer and they drink it like it's water because it tastes like water. And then about an hour later, <laughs> they're over the yeah, toilet. Know, right? Everybody has yep. an experience. I'm assuming this is going to be something similar. So, uh, yeah, be careful, I guess. For sure. Yeah. It'll, I'll probably be getting free snakes from everybody else because I'll be I'll be sober. I'll be staying sober. Just drink up, man. I'm gonna be like, I swear to God, dude. I thank you so much for letting me come home and radio Python radio with you. I just oh, love you so much, like a brother. Surfer. I'm gonna give oh. you free white lips. <laughs> lots of lots of love. <laughs> I'm putting my. That being said, I'm putting my rough scales in witness protection. They won't be here now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, keep those cages locked, man. Sending them away. <laughs> My babies yeah. are going. So. And that's the other cool part is that you'll be able to uh, be able to take a tour of what Owen's stuff is. And then don't forget the following day. Following day, we're heading out to uh, Reptiland, which yeah, is uh, which is a really cool spot if you're into reptiles. It's kind of like a reptile zoo. It's up in PA. Might as well take advantage of it since we're in there. <clears throat> and um, I think we're going to try to get about 10 of us, see who's going to go and get behind the scenes uh, there. So, awesome. Real cool. Yeah, so if you're definitely yeah. interested in that, if you guys could let us know, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. And you know, anybody who's like wants to, to go, yeah, the sooner yeah. we know that would probably be the better, just so we could get the logistics down, you know? That's the other thing. I guess at some point we're gonna have to put up a who's who thinks they're coming list. Yeah. So that we kind of have an idea of of who's coming. I don't know if it will change because of the, you know what I mean. Will more people come now because of uh, it not being it being closer to some people now? You know. I know there's. I imagine imagine we'll see some new faces. I imagine like. Not like new, like we're first meeting these people, new to Carpet Fest faces. I also imagine yeah. we'll see, the, you know, the, the same old, same old. But uh, my concern is that I'm worried that some of the people who took a long, it's a long drive to get to where Howard lives. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's, it's a longer drive to get up here, mm-hmm. are they going to, mm-hmm. you know, bag it, which is, you know, I totally understand it, but I, I, I wish they won't because I'd love to see everybody. So. Right, right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, if people driving driving up from Georgia, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and that's and it's, it's understandable, but absolutely. Still, hopefully, that's kind of most like, if not all the family. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a good time, and uh, you know, like we've said a thousand times before, um, it's cool to be able to to hang out and and talk to uh, talk to people and talk snakes and you know it, the other cool thing is to find out what people do outside of of reptiles because sometimes you'd be surprised at what you know people do um, yes there's an outside of and reptiles. who knows 
okay yeah and who know and who knows like maybe you have uh similar interest you know and maybe there's something else that you can connect with somebody on and you know new friendships are forged um <laughs> in that kind of weekend <laughs> we, we need know? to stop we're now deterring people from coming so stop it <laughs> so. you mean i have to talk to people <laughs> yeah we're in a team yeah. building and you mean I, you mean there's not going to be a keyboard available no guys no yeah. keyboard no no keyboard <laughs> yeah. nope. face. i will i will take um whatever guitar oh. eric brings away from him before he starts a campfire sing-along so no, no, Eric should totally that. do that. Don't don't deter the man from his passion. Come on, man. You should know I was thinking that. about that. You know, because the it's, it's funny. The other day, uh, we were doing this, we were doing this thing at work where it was kind of a similar thing. And you came in and showed people what you, uh, you know, some like something you were passionate about. And um, it was weird because to me, like everybody that I know that knows me like personally knows that I can play guitar and have has heard me play guitar. But like people that you know may not know me that way don't know that. So like I started ripping, you know, I'm playing, and they're like, yeah. "Oh my god, <laughs> this dude uh, can I, play!" You know. I almost <laughs> sent you this video of this one, like this 12 year old girl just shredding a guitar to. Uh, oh, I uh, saw that song. You know, the Dragon Force song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost dude. sent that to you and went. I almost sent that to you and you've been challenged, sir. And like, yeah. you know, but. But I didn't want to do that because I have expected you to send me a video of you doing that thing, and I'd just be, you know, (laughs) yeah, like like a jackass. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing, man. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I must say that um, my style, (laughs) yeah, my style as of earlier when I was younger was probably more along the lines of that. I guess my style now is more more uh, a blues rock type of you know, thing. Um, it's, it's kind of a side note, but one of my experiences was <clears throat> I used to be the shredder guitar player and I would play, you know, as fast as you could and all this crazy technique. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to see Eric Clapton and he played one note and that literally the hair of my arm stood up and I was like, he was playing, I shot the sheriff and he, mm-hmm. and, and the band brings it way down like real low and it's like got the keyboard in the back and he's just kind of doing that reggae vibe you know and it's like real mm-hmm. quiet and he plays like this note and it's just like one note and i was like holy shit the dude did one note one note i'm playing 32 notes in a second and this guy <laughs> does one note and it freaking gets that emotion out of me totally changed my whole concept yeah of how I looked at music, you know, because it's just like with anything else. Like when you look at something and you're in it, you don't, you're, you're like, your ears change um, the way you hear music when you, you, you become a musician because you're looking to be more technical, more advanced, you know, and you sort of like don't have that same ear as somebody listening to the music, just appreciating the music for what it is, you know, and it doesn't have to be technically advanced to um, get, uh, somebody to experience an emotion, you know, it can just, as long as it's real and you're playing from the heart, you know, that's probably where I get most of my passion from, you know, that passion all the time shit comes from your heart yeah. because when you, I don't know, when you play in front of people, you know, I, every night it would change. If I was in a bad mood, I, I would play really aggressive. If I wasn't, you know, I'd play, it just changed all the time. 
Um, but anyway, that's what people didn't that's know. That's for another podcast. What people didn't know is that Eric was the greatest shredder in the Shire. And, you know, all the other little hobbits were completely <laughs> jealous of him and his shredding. <laughs> Why he had to leave. The problem was the that the guitar, <laughs> the guitar was as big as me. So yeah, well, until they made these totally. miniature guitars, um, <laughs> really, that's really nonsense. Yeah, but anyway, it would be really cool. You know, it would be awesome if we could somehow get hmm. Marcial Mendez to come out. There I don't know go. where he lives, but I know that he's yeah. kind of to blues rock too, and I'm sure we could uh, scrounge up some other session. musicians. You can have a jam yeah. session. Just remember, my neighbor's got kids, so you better do it before the sun go down. So, <laughs> just we can you know. keep it low, man. No, oh, you better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to forewarn them. Just saying. I, I I intend to. I intend to. So that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, carpet we're, fest. We're we're sending zero away too because I don't want him to assault Eric the entire time. So. Yeah, man. I almost, I also almost lost my, uh, you know, my ability to bear children in these trips. <laughs> the Owens, yeah, you're, yeah. Zero, yeah. Zero really likes you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I'm refraining from comment. I just say that I feel very mm -hmm. violated when I leave your house. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Probably. So when he rears up. <laughs> All is you. I, I can't stop it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. And you can't do it. Like, so it's over. Shall we dance? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. let's end this fracas. So. Yeah. Good lord. I, um, yeah, let's see. Yeah. So Carpet Fest is uh, May thirtieth. Uh, May thirtieth. Mm -hmm. It's in Birdsboro, PA. For more information. Uh, you can check out uh, carpetfest.homestead.com. You can check out the Facebook page, Carpet Fest, uh, for all updates. And uh, go over and get yourself a shirt. Um, yeah. Booster all over the place. Um, definitely uh, a, a, a really cool shirt. And um, you were supporting a good cause, US ARC. Uh, so uh, check it out. Um, <clears throat> next week, I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm kind of doing this off the top of my head. Um, I don't know who's on next week, but I know we're going to be having, um, Tim Tyndall. He's going to be coming mm -hmm. and joining us yeah. and we're going to be talking about inland carpets, nice. um, which we never had a show about that. So it would be cool. I, there's a, he's the one guy that I always think of when, uh, I think of inland carpets. He has a passion for those things that you wouldn't believe. Um, I'm looking to get another uh, short tail show squeezed in there. And uh, uh, we're working on the, like we said, the uh, Carpet Python, uh, you know, Hall of Fame idea and the Morph show as we uh, progress through. <clears throat> I know that we'll have an update from Tinley next Tuesday uh, because yep. Owen will be letting us know what's going on. Carpet Row, all that exciting stuff. So tune in for that. And I guess MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, you can check out uh, the website. And uh, we also have the shows over there. 
Um, looks like everything is back up and running on iTunes. I know people had some problems, but uh, looks like everything is good to go there. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. And as far as myself, um, ebmorelia.com, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I actually hit a thousand likes, and I know you're trying to take it away from me, Owen. But uh, <laughs> I, I may or may not have asked you people to go and unlike you just because you're so happy. So yeah, well, it's earned. I mean, it's like real likes. You know what I mean? It's not like that bullshit people do where they buy Indonesia likes or whatever. You know what I mean? But right. uh, I don't know. Felt cool to hit a thousand. So for everybody that uh, you know likes the page, thank you for uh, for liking it, and uh, hopefully I continue to bring you uh, cool stuff for you to look at and check out. Um, I think that's all I got. So I guess Zach, maybe throw your stuff out there, and then Owen wrap it up. Got it. All right, so uh, if you want to get in contact with me, just hop on Facebook, and it's Zach Baez, that's B-A-E-Z, and Zach with an H. Or you go to my Facebook page, uh, Dark Side Exotics, and, uh, yeah, that should have everything there, so you can just contact me on there. If you're interested in any logo design stuff, I am currently taking any uh, commissions. Um, maybe a little while, because I have a few I have still have to do, but... Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you want any work done, let me know. Um, and that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also find rogue reptiles on facebook.com. Uh, we just updated all the pictures of the babies that we currently have for sale. If you are going to be in Tinley Park and interested in any animals that we have for sale, get in contact with me this week. Uh, I can bring it out to Tinley free of charge. There won't be any shipping and stuff involved. So, And we're still a little bit ways off from the warm weather, so if you don't want to wait, now will be the time to do it, and I'll just meet you up at Tinley Park. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, what we will say is thank you all for listening. We will catch you all next week for some more Moralia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. 
ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.